let me introduce you, your host on Let's Talk Podcast, the one, the only, Philip! Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's This is episode number 66, and today we're going to talk about comics, MCU, and much, much more. And today, I have a guest uh, who is of Nerd, uh, Nerd Ground Podcast. Shake, welcome to the show, man. Hello? Uh, I, ca- I can't hear you. I, I think you're getting caught off already. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Can you hear me? I'm not sure you can hear me. Uh, hello? Hello? Oh, okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry. Sounds a little messed up right now. I dropped that the other day. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Anyways, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Phil. Yeah, th- thanks for having the time. Um, Now, I'll, for me, I have a hard time remembering my first comics. A <laughs> long time ago. But Do you remember what your first comic is? Ooh, um, my first comic that I remember buying really got me going on comics was actually the Blackest Night trade from Jeff Johns. Um, and I actually only bought that maybe about uh, about four years ago now in 2016. So it was probably okay. about four or five years old around then. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. And you, you still buy comics, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I buy comics to this day. Actually, you know, with everything kind of shutting down i went to my local comic shop and bought some old uh, back issues that i haven't read yet so uh you know i'm still going in and supporting my local comic store and still buying comics heavily yes sir oh that's good that's good yeah i'm being off lately um well when i was a kid i i used to buy comics uh i don't remember my first comics it might be like maybe something like the trusted lead or something something like that and i is and then once I got older, I stopped buying comics, but I still enjoyed the characters, you know, Batman, Superman, you know, whatever. And then maybe a few years ago, I started buying comics again, but usually those graphic novels, not those thin papers. Do you buy thin paperbacks or, or graphic novels or both? Oh, yeah, I actually buy both. So I, I'm a big collector. Like right behind me, I've got a, a wall full of pretty much just some of my favorite variant covers from all of the single issues. So mm-hmm. I will go out and I'll buy those single-handedly, mostly for the art. Uh, but then also, like, um, for certain stories, like, uh, you know, with all this lockdown going on right now, I actually just went and purchased um, the Power Rangers comic book because, you know, I grew up watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And so I just recently went and purchased the uh, Shattered Grid trade and the uh, graphic novel, and that was amazing. I highly recommend that for anybody who's, you know, looking into getting a Power Rangers comic book. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I didn't even know Power Rangers make a comic book. I know I, I used to watch it from the, you know, the old days from the was it night in the nineties. Uh, uh-huh. I just remember the song almost. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And a little quick story about Power Rangers. Me and my friends used to be pretend we're Power Rangers when we're doing our imagination. Uh-huh. How about you, man? Do you do that something like that? Oh, I used to definitely, you know, I used to do that with, you know, the Power Rangers be running around and doing that kind of thing back in the day. And also with the Dragon Ball Z is something I used to do that a lot with. So, yeah, I totally, oh, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and 
I, I don't know what what range I would usually is. Maybe red, maybe black or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> but oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> always the Red Ranger. Actually, my favorite was always the Green Ranger. The Green Ranger, yeah. I I, I actually got to meet the some of the stars from Power Ranger from the original. Um, One of the voice actor of Rita uh, and also the voice actor of... What's the name of that character? Gor- no, wait. I can't remember the, that feeling, that monster. I can't remember Goldar? the name of that yeah, he's the voice actor. Nice. So, yeah, I got to meet those two a few years back when we first, very first half Comic Con here where I live. Okay. And so I thought it was cool, you know, and got to meet them, got their autographs, talk a little bit, you know, this and that, bring bring back old memories or anything. And you know, like I said, I even know Power Rangers have comics now, uh, so I, I have to check that out. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so not. Boom Studio, they're really putting out some really good stuff right now. And it, the, the the trade I bought and read was Shattered Grid. And it's mm-hmm. honestly one of the best stories I've ever read in comics. You know, I, I might be a little biased watching from being a Power Ranger fan, but mm-hmm. really good. Okay, okay. Now, do you buy like other kind of comics like Marvel, DC or anything like that? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So I actually, you know, I'm, I'm mostly read Marvel and DC. Um, okay. And some of my favorite stories right now were like Venom from Donny Cates right now and Marvel's one of my I'm a, I'm a big Venom fan personally but that's one of my favorites right now along with uh you know um I just you know Green Lantern from Grant Morrison and um Liam Sharp you know that's one of my favorite DC books right now which is another amazing, oh, okay another amazing season two just started off and uh you know I'm hoping things don't stay on lockdown too long so we can start getting some good comics back because I had actually taken a break from reading comics and barely started to get back into it at the beginning of this year about two months ago okay yeah yeah this whole lockdown just how do i put this nicely suck <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i can't understand this precaution stuff but this whole thing is is a concern and i hope this is over with soon oh yeah. sooner than later you know but you know so we can go back to normal activities you know go buying comics or whatever you know, I mean, I was looking forward to Comic Con coming back here uh, later this year, but I don't know if that's gonna happen or not. We'll see. I hope so. You know, yeah. But uh, I was actually ahead. supposed to be traveling to Florida because I lived in California on the West Coast, and I've never been to Florida. And I was supposed mm-hmm. to be going to MegaCon, which is one one of the bigger ones, in about two weeks from now, actually, in May uh, April nineteenth. I'm supposed to be going down there, <clears throat> and that got canceled. And I, you know, canceled all of that because of everything that's going on. So yeah. I agree, man. I really hope this thing uh, wraps up soon and we get a handle on it. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just a bummer, you know. Go back to, you know, uh, I used, you know, we do have one local comic store where I live. See a comics. I need to start going again, mm-hmm. <laughs> going there. And I usually go Barnes and Noble because it's much closer where I live <laughs> than oh, see yeah. the local. <laughs> but you know, comics are comics, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, and now you say you like. DC and Marvel. Do you have any preference? Which one you like better, Marvel or DC, or both? Ooh, I'm I'm never been one to pick sides. I've never been, you know, prejudiced or biased towards either of them. If they give us, you know, good stories or good stories in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. I've I've got my favorite characters, obviously, but I've never been one to shy away from expanding my horizons. I'm always willing to try, you know, read new things. Okay, okay, yeah, I, same with me, man. Uh, I know there are people like. Oh, Marvel's better than DC. No, DC's better than Marvel. Uh, Marvel has uh, Spider-Man. No, DC has Superman. You know, right. stuff like that. I like. I, I prefer both. I like both. I I I, I grew up uh, liking both. You know, Superman, Batman is the most popular ones. Spider-Man too. You know, 
Mm-hmm. And as long as you give me a great story. Now, I would admit, when I was a kid, when I bought comics, I usually like to look at pictures instead of reading. How about you? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big art guy. Like, you know, I mentioned earlier, my wall behind me is completely just the variant covers from, from wall to wall, just, you know, spread out like a collage. And, uh, you know, I've got art books and that's what got me into, you know, reading comics again was one of the, you know, I mentioned that Blackest Night was the first comic that I had purchased, but I had also gotten the, the Justice Trade, I believe, by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. And okay. Alex Ross's art was that was the first time I'd, you know, really been introduced to something just so on an entire another level because, you know, Alex Ross is just so realistic in his work. And that alone was just amazing to me where I went back to the comic store, I think the next week. And I was like, hey, man, I really like this Alex Ross guy. You know, what else does he do? And then from mm-hmm. there, I started reading more and more. And then, you know, from in those stories, there'd be, you know, the little asterisks, you know, throwing back to another story. And I was like, OK, well, now I want to go back and find out what this is about. And it just started a whole rabbit hole. And, man, it's just been it's taken over a big part of my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw I, I didn't know who Alex Ross uh I don't know how for how long until like a few years ago, maybe maybe when we've heard maybe we have our first, second, maybe third Comic Con here where I live, mm-hmm. and that was like a few years back. And I'm like, okay, who's Alex Wall? I keep hearing that name over and over, and then I saw his artwork. Like when you know how like when you go look like say Barnes and Noble, look at the comics, it's, say who you know who's the artist or whatever. Say Alex Wall. So I'm like, oh, that's oh he's going to create and he man his artwork was amazing i mean it looks great um kudos to him you know i can't draw worth a, worth a dime <laughs> at all uh, have you have you met any of the artists um so the only artist i've actually had the chance to meet is ramon villalobos who works for dc comics and he's done some work for marvel as well uh, okay. but he actually lives in the town right next door to me in stockton and uh he's been at our local comic shop a uh, local comic uh, convention and I've got to meet him and kind of talk to him for a minute. And uh, he, you know, he's done worked on some of the DC Vertigo uh, Border Town. I mean, he was uh, slated to work on some of the DC Wildcat project that was supposed to come out in August, but the um, that whole line got axed, so that project kind of stopped. But he's been working, doing a lot of work with DC. So uh, that's okay. only a big artist I've had the chance to meet. Okay, yeah, I I got to meet. Maybe one, two, maybe three artists. One of them, his name is Chin Stanley. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yes, that he's you he worked with Marvel years ago. He's like he's the one to create this the um Nick Fury, the first oh, week. Okay, and he, yeah, I think his name is Chin Stanley. That's when the first comic came here where I live. Um, Chin, if I get that full name. I'll, I'll send it to you on, on Twitter, on DM. And another one is, he's a DC comic, and his name is something Lee. Now, not the other Lee. I know there's two Lees. Uh, one of them do that very well. I'm not saying this one's not very well, no. But he's something Lee, I believe. Once I get that name, I probably won't remember the name first name right now. I got to meet him. And okay. there's another guy. He, okay, do you see this one artwork? It has like a bunch of uh, the Justice League. They didn't even have a shirt, and it's like there's a chest of leaves on the front cover, and it's like they're just standing looking. You know, it's a cool artwork and stuff. Um, he's he's a ball headed. He has a wife work as an artist too. Okay, I, I think remember. I know who you're talking I, about. The 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 the, yeah. the shirt you were telling me about rings a bell. 
Yeah. I can't remember his name now, but I met him maybe three three years ago. Him. Um I got to talk to him. I had I take a picture of him. I can I can't remember his I can't remember his first name right now, top of my head. But yeah, I got to meet him, got you know, interact with him. That's the only artist I met. But I always thought it's cool to meet the artists, especially they work with, you know, DC or Marvel, those big companies and all that stuff. Do you do you for me I was like getting little goosebumps. How about you? Oh yeah. I mean, um definitely, definitely because you know, these are the guys who've, you know, worked with some of the you know, the my favorite characters, some some pieces that were a huge part of my childhood. Uh, you know, even um, I, I, like I'm I've got tattoos. I've got um, a whole my left arm is going to be I'm dedicating it to nothing but, you know, comic book characters. So right now I've got mm. Venom and the Joker and oh, the cool. guy who actually did my Venom had worked on some comic books from the 90s in, in mm-hmm. uh, like Europe. Like, uh, I don't know if you've, you heard of D- Judge Dredd. They made a movie. Oh, about- Judge- yeah. Yeah. So he actually worked on a couple of covers for that back in the 90s. And he told me okay. some really cool stories about, you know, actually, he'd mentioned a story about Alex Ross and some other okay. big names in the comics. And that alone was just kind of gave me chills. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely get what you're saying. You know, just the kind of that that awe moment when you get to meet these guys who've worked with. And I didn't even meet this. You know, this guy had told me stories about when he met other guys. And that alone was just really cool to me. Yeah, that's that's really cool. You know, it's cool to meet the art. I mean, their their artworks is just amazing. They're top notch. You know, legendary. Uh, oh yeah, legendary. Yeah, legendary. I mean, the you know Stanley, who's an icon. You know, I, it's a shame that he passed away. I always wanted to meet him. He's the one who first create Spider Man. You know, I remember oh, yeah. that theme song. You know, from that cartoon Spider Man, Spider Man. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I I was. You should see me and I went somewhere with a friend of mine. I always sing that song sometimes, oh, <laughs> especially yeah. if we talk about Spider Man. <laughs> so I was like, Spider Man, Spider Man. I need, I need to put a ringtone on my phone for that. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> a great ringtone, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite DC character and Marvel character? Ooh, so DC is easy for me because this is actually my last tattoo. It's Green Lantern. I got a little Green okay. Lantern ring tattooed on my finger just like the green lantern does so that was like oh, wow. that was something i've always been wanting to do and i finally was able to you know go ahead and do that and i was you know so green lantern's easily my uh, favorite uh dc character that's cool um but let's see when it comes to marvel man i've got there's a like obviously venom venom is i guess you want to say a hero anti-hero um yeah and then silver surfer silver surfer was one one of the first times i'd ever actually saw like a comic book character that wasn't Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, it was almost like a Where's Waldo type of book. And I want to say I was in second grade. And I remember mm-hmm. on the front was the Silver Surfer and a couple other characters. And I just thought he looked so cool as like a seven-year-old. I was like, this guy is flying through space on a surfboard. That's cool. You know, that was the coolest yeah. looking guy a seven-year-old could think, you know. So that's <laughs> always something that's sucked to me. Silver Surfer and Venom, probably who I'd go with for uh, Marvel. Okay, Silver Surfer. So, oh, I always thought the underrated character, and oh, yeah. I always need that. I always thought that character need to be a solo movie. That's what I think. I I think so. Uh, what do you think? Oh, dude, he could definitely carry his own solo movie, especially yeah. if they did like his uh, like an origin where he first becomes the Herald of Galactus when he kind of leaves Zen Law and Galactus takes over and he kind of you know, sacrifices his own not. Nah, 
technically not literally he sacrifices his life, but you know, trades in his life of you know, freedom to save his planet to you know become Galactus's herald. I think that would be a great movie. Yeah, that that, that would be awesome. Or make it you know maybe one of those series on Disney Plus when yeah. we get original. You know that would be cool. You know, um, he he needs some love. You know, I like how they make character. We will talk about MCU in a minute, okay. uh, in a few minutes. But what's you now? What is your favorite Marvel comic that you have bought that's got you hooked in terms of the storyline and artwork overall, basically? Ooh, okay. I'd have to think about that one. Um, you know what? I, I got to go with, um, you know, J- Jason Aaron's Thor. His entire Thor run was really amazing. I've gone back and bought the trades from that. You know, he's introduced some really, you know, really, really amazing original character with Gore, uh, the God Butcher. Um, that whole run was really, really good. I'm really liking uh, Donny Cates' run on Venom right now. Him and Ryan Stegman okay. are an awesome team. I love both of their work, and they really have like a, almost like a, a heavy metal type vibe to them that really fits for me, and I like the way they they work together a lot. So I probably I'd, I'd go with Venom honestly right now, just okay. off the top of my head, Venom. Okay, how about DC? DC, DC, right now. Oh man, you know honestly, DC is kind of like I mentioned. I'd kind of fallen off of reading comics, and I was just starting okay. to get back in. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of testing the waters with DC right now. Uh, I really was liking the 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 miniseries of Hell Arisen, uh, which is okay. um, you know kind of tying up from everything that had happened in Justice League, uh, with Perpetua coming over and taking over, you know, kind of running the show with the new Lex Luthor and him going up against the Batman who laughs. Um, and so I, I, you know, without giving away too much, I'd probably go with uh, that's a really really interesting little miniseries, Hell Arisen. Okay. And okay. I mean, Justice League has always been a great one too. The the work that um, Scott Snyder's been doing on Justice League up mm-hmm. until just okay. recently. Yeah, and I don't get me started with the Justice League movie. <laughs> uh, I got. I mean, uh, I'll talk about. I, I have mentioned about it before in my podcast. Justice League. I thought it could be better. That's just me, in my opinion. But oh yeah. Anyways, movie. oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, the movie itself definitely yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Have you heard this book? Now, I got this graphic comic. Now, I read the entire thing years ago, and I can't remember parts of it now. I need to find it and read it again. But it's called, it's from DC Comics. It's called Final Crisis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have not yeah. read the full, I, like, I've read bits and pieces. I haven't read everything of it. I, you know, my memory is a little spotty as well um, on that one. But yeah, I've, I've actually got some uh, some single issues of that one. Okay. I, I got the, the big, the one of those big books that put together. In the graphic novel, so I I read the basically the entire book. I mean, it takes me a while to finish it, but yeah, I I, I got me. I remember I saw the cup co- the first time I saw that cover, and I saw Bat I don't know, not Batman Superman holding Batman. I was like wait, Batman then I was looking at you know you know how like sometimes when you shop for comics, well for me, mm-hmm. for instance, you know I look inside, look at the artwork, okay, and look at me, and I like looks interesting. Okay, I'm gonna buy it. How, how about you? Oh yeah, no the cover. You know, that's one thing I actually have a problem with is when the covers are totally misleading because, you know, they say you can't judge a book by its cover, which I, I get that. But, you know, when, yeah. it, when you're literally buying a book, a comic book, you, you kind of you see something on the front panel 
I mean, I feel like it's a little misleading to have that be something that doesn't even happen in the book. But, you know, I do I do tend to look at the art as my first initial, you know, first take on the book itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I read it like a few years ago, so I can recall it now. Is there any comics that you really don't like that you don't come along with the story or the artwork or both? Um. Oof. There was one. I mean, there's comics obviously that I've started and put down and, and haven't really enjoyed but off the top of my head the only thing that I can really think of that I absolutely did not like and would speak badly about <laughs> was a there was a, a six part miniseries from DC Comics last year uh, called Female Furies I don't know if you caught that no I never heard of that oh, one you're no. not missing out on much man they they <laughs> they, they had the you know the female furies from apocalypse you know big barda um all, all of them they had them competing with uh, for you know doing like baking contests and like modeling to like for to compete for like dark side's favor and it was just really uh, i don't know it was just for the female furies are supposed to be like these you know badass chicks from apocalypse and then the way they mm. were just written and they were doing all this like it was almost like a really sexist take on him in my mind, it was just something that I didn't I didn't like to read it. It was almost like a slap in the face to who these characters were in my mind. And I'm not mm. usually one to be super on, you know, super strict on who these characters are and they can't change with the times and this and that. You know, I'm, I'm not like that at all. I'm totally okay mm. with, you know, writers creating the characters that they want. But when you're yeah. going out of the way to make somebody – uh, who's you know they're a badass. Let's just be honest. You pardon my language, but you know they're 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 you know they're tough. You know there's not these chicks who are gonna sit there and bake cookies to make another guy happy. You know against each other, yeah. they would kill each other. You know, so I, I had a, I had a little bit of problem with that. The female furies <laughs> is definitely okay. gonna be my answer for a comic I don't like. Yeah. Okay. I I gotta keep that in mind when I shop comics. <laughs> so I I gotta keep that in mind now. On to the MCU. What is your favorite MCU movie so far? Oof. Oh, man. I'd have to, honestly, I'd have to go with just Endgame overall Endgame? Okay. just because of the impact <clears throat> and the impact it had and the, you know, everything that built up to it. You know, it was 11 years, 20-something movies, I want to say, and the way that they were able to accumulate and, you know, just kind of call back every little thing, details from the first Avengers movie, you know, obviously time traveling, everything that, you know, went on during that movie was a huge callback to all the different MCU movies. Um, so yeah. that one is my all-time favorite. I don't remember a movie that's given me, you know, the, the feeling, you know, the pit of my stomach that I got when I saw the, the warp rings open and, you know, the Falcon and all the reinforcements come for that final battle. You know, when they save Captain America and everyone at the end, like, there's never been a movie that made me feel the way that felt. And that was just special. Yeah, it is. Uh, that, that movie is epic. And especially they play that theme song. I have it on my, on my Spotify playlist that, you know, that theme song at the close, when they show all these superheroes come come to save Captain America and all the other characters were fighting the war with Daniels and his army. And they play that theme song on the background. I have that <laughs> on oh, my dude, playlist. That's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. Still, just thinking about that's getting my blood pumping, dude. I love that movie. Oh yeah, it's it's epic, man. It's probably one of the best movies I've seen last year. I mean, there's so many good MCU movies. Endgame and Infinity War is probably my top two favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Endgame now, 
ask some of my guests before about regarding Endgame. In a minute, do you choke up when Iron Man die? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have no problem admitting that. I was not prepared for that <laughs> emotionally, especially <laughs> like when everyone, like after he'd already, you know, everyone's just saying their goodbyes uh, and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of gripping him as he's passing away. And, you know, there's Peter and Pepper. Those are two of the worst. Those are the worst two for me. So, yeah, definitely. I don't I don't mind saying that one bit, man. Yeah, it, man, I'll try to hold. <laughs> now, I, before they released the movie on theaters, I was guessing, I know someone's going to die. I have someone, I was thinking maybe, Captain America or Iron Man or maybe Tristan's story, maybe I don't know where maybe Spider Man died or I don't know. And then when and when then it comes with Iron Man died, it I try to hold my tears, man. I like man, I like I mean, I, I was with my friend watching the movie. I was trying to hold like, don't cry, don't, don't cry, cry this man, right don't now, cry. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like I was drinking my coke to, to hold my tears. It's not easy, man, to oh. hold your tears. <laughs> like, it's the soda. The carbonation got my eyes watery, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, exactly. I've, I've done that. I've pulled that same one. Don't worry. I got you. I'm slick okay. through yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But, man, he... I, credit to Robert John. He's an excellent actor. Actor. He He's basically, like, the heart and soul of these MCU movies that be on, you know, even not just Iron Man movie, but you also prepared Thor movies or Spider-Man movie, Captain America movie, and so on. He he was great as Tony Stark. He was awesome as Iron Man. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. He was, you know, when I, when I think of some of the best acting, like, in the MCU, he's the first person that comes to mind. You know, when you look at how Tony Stark is drawn in the comics, and you look how he was portrayed by Robert Downey Jr., they're, all, they're like, identical. You couldn't... I don't think there's any I, a comic fan, let alone Iron Man fan, who would be upset with that casting. Um, they, I know there was a little backlash back when he got casted in 2008 because he was just getting out of the... Um, you know, his he was having some substance abuse issues. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but that kind of almost fits for Tony Stark, and the fact that he was able to overcome that is great. Um, but that yeah. almost kind of just fits Tony Stark's, you know, kind of playboy attitude and his, you know the way he personifies himself. So I, I, I think he was a great actor, one of the best in the MCU without a doubt. Yeah, I think he's a true definition of Iron Man. Yes. If that makes that make any sense. 100%. And Okay, and you know, and he, and, you know, have that experience. Now, I, I was, speaking of death, I was kind of surprised, I was actually surprised that Black Widow died in the morning. How about you? Yeah, yeah, no, especially with the fact, you know, her movie is the next MCU movie to come out. And, you know, mm-hmm. at that point when the movie, you know, when they had that uh, Endgame was, came out, they had already announced that Black Widow had her own solo movie. So, yeah, you know, when that, that when she died, I was kind of thinking like, well, how's that going to work? So the fact that it's going to be a flashback movie, you know, takes place after the Civil War uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, you know, and... I was surprised when she died, the Black Widow, because, you know, I, I know I heard a lot of reports we weren't planning to make her solo movie, which is overdue, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which should, in my opinion, I thought they should make it a while back. And she finally, finally could get one. Now, unfortunately, it's supposed to come out last, um, not last month, next month, but due to this whole crisis going on now, they just announced the date in month, just today, that they're going to come out in November of this year, November, I believe, 6th, the Black Widow. And I'm, I know, I saw the trailers of the Black Widow. It looks good. I'm looking forward to see that one. How about you? 
Oh yeah, I was really looking forward to that one, and even my wife was, you know, she's she goes to these MCU movies with me, but she's not super a big fan of them. Uh, this was okay. one of the ones she was really looking forward to, actually, and we, we her both, her and I both. Um, so yeah, okay. this one's it's really unfortunate we get to see Black Widow get bumped back to November because then it kind of trickles down, and every other movie is getting pushed back, you know. And the Eternals is not coming out till next year now, and that's something else I was really looking forward to, but. You know, Black Widow, I was really looking forward to seeing the Red Guardian, you know, um, David Harbour's portrayal of the Red Guardian, as well as, you know, Taskmaster. Um, yeah, he, he was looking really cool. He's a really interesting character. The fact that he can memorize any fighting style just by looking at it, uh, something as a uh, MMA fan and a combat sports fan. I've always loved that. Yeah. And I wish I could do that. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'd be UFC champion right now. I know, me too. <laughs> UFC champion, Bellatar champion, and some other companies they have champion. We know every weight class. <laughs> oh, man. That would be something, you know that? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't get why he's do not doing that instead of becoming a supervillain, you know? If you can memorize any fighting style, why aren't you a professional fighter? You know? Yeah. Live it on the up and up, man. Yeah. Or be a professional boxing champion. Take your pick. Hey. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, and now I believe Black Widow is the start of the new phase, right? Phase four. Uh, yeah, yes, because I think the, yeah. See, the last movie that came out was Spider Man. It's been a while, and that was technically yeah. the end of phase three. So yeah, yeah, I think this is the beginning of phase four. Beginning of phase four, and I was wondering how. The, I have this theory, and I mentioned this on my podcast maybe a couple of weeks ago. And this theory is, you know, this could be back at like a flashback, basically, and and we already know she died. Uh, at Endgame, I'm wondering if her sister could be the new Black Widow. What do you think? Ooh, that's actually something I had not thought about before. Um, and I don't know if they've gone that route in the in the comics, but I, I think that's a really interesting point to bring up. That wouldn't be bad at all. You know, I really like the character of Black Widow. She's kind of, her and Hawkeye were really the only normal people on the Avengers. And kind of to see them, you know, uh, fighting alongside with these godlike beings is really cool and really inspirational. Okay, yeah, and that'll be good. Um, I wish this whole crisis didn't happen because I will be looking forward to seeing. I mean, I'm still looking forward to seeing the movie, but it'll be you got to wait a few months later. <laughs> That's yeah. a long wait for this next phase. This this whole COVID nineteen wound everything. Oh my god, you're telling me, man, it's it's killing me right now. And this whole stay at home order would have bored me <laughs> to death. But now. Now, I know you mentioned you were looking forward to eternal movies, and I'm sorry I can't pronounce the word because my tongue does not allow me, but is there any other MCU movie you're looking for the most? The most? Ooh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, Doctor Strange 2, which is supposed to be like uh, the fourth installment coming up, because we got you know, Black Widow, Eternals, then Shang-Chi. Then we were supposed to get Doctor Strange 2, and that's not going to be coming out until November of 2021 now. And yeah. the first Doctor Strange was just, you know, like we talked about the art and the comic books, yeah. the visual effects and the, the way they were able to, you know, put everything together in Doctor Strange was an absolute trip. And it was just something that was like my mind couldn't even process everything at some points because it was so much going on on the screen. But it was just I love watching it. It's just one of those things. It's like with the art where I don't even have to really I could just zone out and kind of just stare at all the crazy visuals in that movie. And it's just it's a great it's a great time. Especially in the movie with the CGI, the t today's technology, man, it just blow your it blow my mind. You know, yeah. I, I, I like the first one, Doctor Strange, and when I heard about 
part two, they they want to try to make it like kind of like a, I guess a horror, from my understanding. Now I know the director stepped down. They were talking to what's his name that one actor uh, director, Sammy, that same guy that uh, director uh, from that Spider Man movie. Uh, Sammy uh, Sam- Raimi. Yeah, Sammy Raimi. What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I was I'm okay with that. I re- I did enjoy the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. You know, I was mm-hmm. y- younger when they came out, but you know, I was I always enjoyed those. Um, now, okay. I was really, I'm not going to lie, when I was really looking forward to Scott Derrickson taking over, and he was the one who was really wanting to make it the horror-type horror movie. And based off of the, you know, this, like you said, the CGI, the first one, and the way they were able to put everything together, that added on to, like, a horror-type of Doctor Strange movie was something that I was just super, super in for. Like, I was all there for it. I was ready. Yeah. I was excited. I'm still excited, um, you know, but obviously mm-hmm. Scott Derrickson stepping down was a little bit of a bummer to me. Uh, but I'm still looking forward to this movie. It's going to be great. And the, yeah, uh, the, fact, the fact that they're hope, I hope they're going to bring back Baron Mordo because, you know, we, the, we saw him kind of turn heel at the end of the first movie and start going through and hunting the sorcerers. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. they can pick up that storyline. That's a very, very good story. Hey, you said heel. You th- used the wrestling term. <laughs> oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're a pro wrestling fan, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been playing WWE 2K20 with my oldest son today. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, when you say turn here, I'm like, oh dang, he's a wrestling fan. I like <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I've been to WrestleMania. I've, I've been watching it since the day, man. I was sitting so close when I was young. I I felt Stone Cold's beer splash on my face. Oh wow. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I love everything, man. I'm a big nerd. Okay, yeah, m- maybe. Maybe some other time we'll talk about pro wrestling, or maybe maybe we'll talk about it in a while uh, in this podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I heard also on the Doctor Strange Part Two that uh, Scarlet Witch could be part of it. You heard anything about that? Yeah, yeah. So I know that she was supposed to have a big part in that movie, like a big part of uh, a big role in that movie. Not mm-hmm. sure exactly which role she was going to be take playing, but like you know, obviously with them both being super powerful magic-based users in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel entirely. I feel like they would be a good mix for that. And they're both super, you know, OP, in my opinion. Those are the two most powerful people we get to see in the MCU. And to see them team up would be a very, very interesting, you know, uh, very interesting tag team if you want to go WWE terms again. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, man, it was uh, that was something else. I was really hoping that they could still go with that, you know, with uh, – I know her, she's getting her own <clears throat> original series on Disney Plus with uh, Vision. Yeah. So I'm hoping they can still bring her into uh, Doctor Strange because that's actually um, my wife's favorite Marvel character, Scarlet Witch. So, you know, that oh, would cool. give her some incentive to come see that movie with me. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I want her to be heel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I want her to be heel. I mean, she'd be a good heel in that character. I mean, but, I mean, after all, she lost her love um love one uh uh vision from the end game you know and have her like snap go crazy killing people or get revenge you know think of the you know that show um buffy the vampire slayer when willow's girlfriend die and then she snap willow snap oh yeah 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 something like that maybe, maybe something similar not 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 sad don't say, but you know something similar to that. We have Scarlet Witch. Just an idea, man. I'm just throwing ideas. No, I, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Now, that another movie I'm looking forward to, and there's a lot of them I'm looking forward to this next phase. And one of them is the reboot of the Blade. What do you think? 
Ooh, you know, I honestly did not, I wasn't sure that they were going to go through with that one. So is that, that's going to be phase five, right? I, no, I think that's going to be on phase four. Oh. But I don't know when that's going to come out, but I don't think it's going to come out next year. I, uh, they haven't announced about the year or anything. They, they did announce the, who's going to play as Blade. Uh, man, I can't remember his name now. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, I am too lazy to Google it right now. <laughs> but <laughs> forget about Google. No worries. But, yeah, but anyways, you know, he they, they say this could be phase four, unless I'm mistaken. But it might be, he might be the fifth phase. But they are doing the reboot of the Blade, new actor, not Wesley Snipes. Um, I believe they announced that sometime last year. I think sometime last year in the one of those conventions or something, something like that. When Marvel announced the next phase, you know, uh, and I, I'm always a I like Wesley Snipes Blade, I, the Blade movie too. You know, it's iconic. I think I was iconic, and when I heard about reboot, I was stoked. Do you always like the Wesley Snipes Blade? You know, honestly, this is a shameful admission, but I haven't watched them since I've been an adult, and I couldn't honestly tell you much about them because I do I've watched them growing up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with my older cousin, I know I do remember him watching that, and along with like Hellraiser and some other movies that you know were a lot. I just remember them being older for me, and you know, I was too young for them, but I watched them anyways. And I remember Blade was one of them, I think I was like five or six when the first Blade came out around the year 2000. Um, so yeah, that was uh, mm-hmm. that one is not something I can really speak too much on, okay. uh. But yeah, I mean, I've loved the character Blade, you know, the fact that he's, you know, half vampire, half human, and he hunts vampires, uh, something that I would definitely, you know, with all the vampire genre becoming so popular nowadays, I would love to see that. You know, one of my favorite vampire movies is like the 30 Days of Night, which is kind of like a a horror, you know, not your typical vampire movie. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all there for that. I would love to see, you know, a new reboot of Blade. Yeah, me too. I'm looking for it. And they say it's going to be the next be on this next phase, phase four. I'm being honest, phase four, or might be phase five, but phase four. And I'm very curious how this works, how they get, um connect to the, all these stories. Because, you know, that's phase, just like phase three, you know, they all connect, you know, connect, find the big bad wolf, you can say. You know, Daniel was the big bad wolf, which I will mention about this big bad wolf the next, for this next phase in a while. But the, another movie we talk about is another Thor movie, God and Love, I think. Is it God and Love or Love and God? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. I don't know why I keep saying Love and God. Or I don't know why. But Love and Thunder, and then we know Natalie Portman is going to return. Now, there were rumors that she could play as the female Thor. What do you think? Yeah, so I'm hearing that Natalie Portman does come back and play as Jane Foster. And I'm pretty sure... It's been confirmed that she will be taking over a store because I know in San Diego Comic Con, I believe it was, she actually lifted up the helmet or the, the hammer yeah. and then it kind of made that announcement there. So I'm looking forward to that a lot because I know there's a lot of, I don't know many stories with uh, Jane Foster as Thor, um, mm. you know, where she's the main Thor, but I know she's made some different appearances here and there, especially within uh, the past, uh, what was it, the War of the Realms event last year from uh, Jason Aaron. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it, especially if they bring some of these, you know, there's been rumors about who the villain is going to be. You know, there's the Dario Agger, the guy who runs um, Roxxon Corporation, um, Mm. which is, you know, they're talking about Christian Bale being the main villain for that movie. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
Yeah, I when they announced Kristen Bell, I was like, oh crap. Uh, for right away say Batman's gonna be in the MCU movie. <laughs> Batman's gonna fight Thor. Yeah, Batman's gonna fight Thor. Will can you imagine that's gonna they make the movie like that? Marvel and DC partnership? That will be part of my language. Badass. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. will be holy crap. That will be something else. But anyway, it's like a in terms here's another recipe term, dream match. <laughs> yeah. That's say. But you know, but yeah, it'll be interesting. He's gonna play as the film. Wonder what the film gonna be. Um, I hope we find out more information. Now, the Thor movie is coming out next year, isn't it? Or is it 2022? So Thor actually got pushed back till February 18th of 2022 because of everything. You know, because with on. these movies, they're all you know, with the Black Widow getting pushed back, they're all getting kind of pushed back because Marvel's not going to want to put two movies together that are going to be you know competing against each other and taken out of one person's hands. You know, so. It's going to be a domino effect, and every one of these movies is going to be pushed back up to the later date. So, yeah, now Thor 4 is not going to be coming out until the beginning of February uh, 2022. This is a bummer, but... Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it is what it is, and, you know, uh, like I said, COVID-19 wound freaking everything. Uh, But, oh, man. My vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, man. I mean, come on now. I, I was looking forward to see other uh, movies. I mean, we, we still get Wonder Woman in August as long as the world's not ending. <laughs> right. Fingers crossed. If we don't have the, I know. If we don't have the world in, I mean, I was joking around about zombie apocalypse. I have my machete ready just in case. <laughs> just in case. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. talking about all the, the, you know, everyone who's passing away, but I'm ready for the reanimation numbers of the corpses. You know, how many of these corpses are staying dead? That They're not talking about that. I know. That, that's <laughs> the strange part. <laughs> I'm like, okay, federal government, well, you're up to something. Just like Resident Evil movies. Oh, man. That, gave me, that kind of gave me nightmares now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, on the, you know our last podcast, me and uh, my buddy Blake do for the Nerd Grounds, we did an episode that was all about the scariest locations in all video games. So that kind of fits right in. Oh, I, I gotta listen to that one. I gotta listen to that. <laughs> and but anyways, um, now you know the MCU next phase. You know, I mentioned about the Big Bad Wolf. The Phase Three Thanos was the Big Bad Wolf. Who do you think will be the Big Bad Wolf for this next phase? Oh, okay. So I actually kind of thought of a, this something actually something that came to me right before we started recording. And it was, okay. I was kind of looking over at my notes and I was looking at all these dates and all the movies that they have announced that got pushed back. And I'm looking at, you know, we got uh, Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, and, you know, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that kind of reminds me of a, a Marvel's team, The Ultimates. Did you ever read like The Ultimates at all by any chance? Um, not, I'm not very well knowledge, but I heard about it. Okay, so you know, a couple of the people on the team were, you know, Captain Marvel, uh, Black Panther, and Doctor Strange. Um, mm-hmm. and then the most recent Ultimates team up story that I thought of, uh, they dealt with Galactus. And now, okay. uh, seeing all of this, you know, in front of me, uh, with you know, all the dates and all these different movies, and kind of, you know, working on the fact that that was a former team and they're kind of working away from everything that they had built in the first three phases. I can almost see them building up to a, a Galactus being the next big bad. The next bad. Okay. The Galactus. Okay. Uh, now I, I, I remember someone mentioned that to me about it and I asked that same person and the same answer actually. So may possible, but even though he, 
he believes thinks maybe it's too soon. Maybe do you agree to that theory? Maybe it's too soon to bring him in. You know what? Obviously, with the fact that there is no Fantastic Four yet into mm -hmm. the MCU, I definitely think it could be too early. Obviously, they would have to include the Fantastic Four before they introduce Galactus. At least in my mind, that would make more sense. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So yeah, I feel like if they would, if they could pull off and bring in the Fantastic Four, and uh, maybe even X Men, I would really like to see X Men too. Um, then that would make a lot more sense um, to have you know, Galactus show up before the Fantastic Four doesn't make much sense. Yeah, yeah. And maybe what? Maybe there's another possible big bad. Now, I have this theory. Um, do you remember um, the after credit on which movie was it? Garden of Galaxy Volume Two, but man, the girl mentioned Adam. Maybe he's might be the big bad wolf. Oh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, that's that's uh, that's definitely something I, f I forget about that, and that's something that's really disappointing that they haven't followed up with that yet. But that obviously means that they're planning on something big. You know, and James Gunn is coming back to do his Guardians three, I believe. So, you know, yeah. I, I really hope we do get to see some Adam Warlock. Um, that's definitely definitely something that would he and he's strong i mean he's tough so he would be a, a definitely challenge for the avengers to deal with yeah and you know and now i i'm a little lack of knowledge with that character but i do own a marvel uh, encyclopedia i need to look it up regarding so i can know a little bit more about that character um with that book and but anyways adam I, that always crossed my mind because i always remember that after credit like I mean, she wants that payback with the, with what the what the guardians did to her, you know, and her army. Mm -hmm. And I like introduce you, you know, Adam. I never forget that, and they never they didn't bring that up ever since then. So I'm wondering that maybe bring wait, they wait they do this on purpose to wait until the next phase, phase four. Yeah, maybe kind of get us to forget about it and lull us to sleep, and then boom, hit us with the new villain that they teased us with years ago. Yeah, you know, and who knows? Maybe Adam might be part of the Guardian Galaxy, the Guardian Fallen Three, Part Three, a little bit part of it. Yeah, you know that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because especially with James Gunn being the one who teased him and bringing him back. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, so you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm looking forward to this next phase. You know, is there any now we talk about the next phase and we didn't mention about Disney Plus series like Loki and all. What's the series you're looking forward to? For the one the MCU MCU wise on the Disney Plus, oh definitely the Loki, definitely the Loki series. The fact that they, you know they're talking about him traveling to different points in Marvel, you know, history and through the timeline of the MCU, like that would be very interesting to me. You know, they're talking about bringing Robert Downey Jr. back to you know reprise his role as Iron Man for that show. Um, all of the Disney Plus, you know, stuff I'm really looking forward to. We got the WandaVision, we got Loki, and then we got the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. all of those are really, really looking to be promising series. And like, I love everything that Disney plus the original content that they've put out so far. So, um, you know, I'm, yeah, fingers crossed that we're going to get some good, good material. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to Winter Soldier and Loki and, um, what's the other one? She-Hulk. The WandaVision? WandaVision. Yeah. I, now I admit, I, I like I don't know what that when I first heard about it, I don't know much about it, but someone told me about it. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm def, I'm definitely looking forward to it, you know, with you know, vision and and 
what's the other character name? Scarlet Witch. You know, this will be like a, I don't know if you want to call it romance, <laughs> basically. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward to what they have in store with that. And I believe that all could be the next phase, correct? Um, You know, I'm not too sure about um where that would line up in the timeline for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure about that. But I definitely would. I know that in the comics they have they get married and have children, so I'm thinking that they could definitely follow suit and uh, um, you know pick from that storyline. Yeah, you know. And, oh, okay. No, no, I was just gonna say in, in this. You know, I think they're gonna pick from this storyline in this uh, show. Uh, okay, yeah. So you know, I'm wondering. You know, you remember what was it? Endgame. Yeah, uh, when they do that time travel. And there's Loki. The when the Loki from that time travel, he take that that stone and he, he just leave. They didn't follow up on that one. I wonder if this will be part of the Loki series, maybe the next phase. What do you think? Um. Yeah. So I'm. Th- I, I'm pretty sure I read that this the Loki series will be from that Loki taking the Tesseract and jumping through time, mm-hmm. and kind of him altering the different timelines um, from that aspect. So. You know, with that in mind, you know, Loki with a Tesseract is a very dangerous, you know, person. So I'm, I think that's going to be a great show. That's de- that's probably easily the one I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. And, uh, and of course, I don't know when it's going to come. I believe next year, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think, it de- you know, if I haven't read anything about the Disney Plus series being pushed back. But I want to mm-hmm. say, I know they start coming out in the fall. And then yeah. one comes out in the winter, and then the other one comes out in the beginning of next year. I'm not sure which is which. I think the Witcher Soldier is coming out because I remember I read it's coming out in August, I think. Okay, so um, that must be the first uh, one. I, yeah, I might be mistaken on that one. And then the other one, I can't remember the top of my head because I remember I read about that. And I, and, but I don't know if that's being pushed back or that's being put on hold on production due to this whole crisis going on. So I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to Google it whenever I'm not lazy. <laughs> but, you know, now, let's talk about another Disney Plus series, She-Hulk. Is there any particular you want someone to play as She-Hulk? Um, You know, obviously, I, I'm, I'll top of my head, someone that I've seen a lot pop up in the conversation uh, was Gina Carano, um, former mm-hmm. MMA women's fighter. And, you know, she played in, in the Mandalorian as the, the female bounty hunter who worked alongside Mando. And she's always been a, a, a pretty solid actress and a very physical, you know, has a really strong physique. So I think somebody like her would be great as the She-Hulk. Um, okay. I've seen them talk about, you know, they want to get somebody who's not as, um, you know, physically imposing, I guess you could say. Um, because, you know, with Jennifer Walters, she's not always hulked out. Obviously, sometimes she is in her, you know, human persona. So they're looking to get somebody who'd fit more along the lines of, you know, how she looks normally. Uh, which is totally okay with me. You know, MCU is pretty spot on with their casting, so I'm going to be, I'll be okay with whoever they pick. Okay, and I know there's were rumors about Wanda Rousey. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't have the the highest opinion on Ronda Rousey anymore. Okay. Um, I just felt like she couldn't handle the competition in the UFC and she couldn't face adversity well. Um, that's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Obviously, I don't know her personally, but uh, I, I don't. She came over to WWE and jump ship. I don't want to see her jump ship and come into Marvel now too. She's she's ruining everything that I love. No. 
Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Uh, that was a little too far, but no. In all, in all, in all honesty, uh, no. I don't. I don't. I don't want her to come to the MCU. MCU. Yeah. Not, don't touch anything on the MCU, basically. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. me a good. I don't. I'm not picking regarding the cast regarding She-Hulk, and as long as you pick the right person with the and most important, the good story, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Absolutely. So, man, when they first announced about She-Hulk, I was like, hey, finally, because She-Hulk needs some love. I mean, she's like basically like the Incredible Hulk. She needs some love, you know. Now, is there any MCU that? Oh, actually, let me rephrase that question. What's your least favorite MCU movie? Oh, I, uh, I don't, I don't think I have a least favorite MCU movie, man. I, I honestly can enjoy, sit down and enjoy everything for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the pre, the, the some of the pre MCU stuff. You know the Fantastic Four runs that we've gotten. You know with the the Galactus Cloud, and then the the Fantastic Four from twenty fifteen with Fox. Those mm-hmm. are some movies I'm not too fond of. But when it comes to like MCU, honestly, I, I don't think there's a movie that I don't like because even some of the stuff that the you know people for the most part don't like like Thor two the Dark World I enjoyed mm-hmm. Thor two uh, you know yeah. Iron Man three I enjoyed Iron Man three um, you know there's yeah, I I take everything for what it's worth because you know I remember the other movies like the Fantastic Four and some of the terrible X Men movies we've gotten and I appreciate the MCU for what it is a hundred percent. Okay, and don't get me started with that Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, especially with Doctor. No, you know Doctor Doom is a badass film, one of my favorite films. And when I was so excited when they do we put Fantastic Four and bring Doctor Doom, he looked like Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, <laughs> man, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was so disappointed. I mean, come on now, man. This is, I mean, this whole, I mean, the first, the first two with, uh, with Jessica, uh, it's bad. It's just bad. And then when they reboot it, and with Doctor Doom, or I should say, Tim Man. Yeah. Oh man, it was, it was just a letdown, man. But I'm glad that Marvel, Disney slash Marvel, bought the rights of Fox and now they're on the right of Fantastic Four and they're and I know I know we both know that they to fix it you can say basically fix it and I think they can make it right regarding Fantastic Four when that time comes the reboot of the Fantastic Four movie is there any particular cast you want to be part of the Fantastic Four um you know I really like the John Krasinski casting casting as uh, Mr. Fantastic you know, because I'm a big fan of The Office, and I really okay. like John Krasinski. I think he would, you know, the 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 uh, the fan photos we've seen where the fan casting, uh, when they kind of have him as Mister Fantastic, I think that looks great. Um, but mm-hmm. other than that, beyond that, I really don't have anything super, you know, for the the rest of the characters other than you know Mister Fantastic as John Krasinski. I know we've seen a lot of Emily Blunt um, as Miss, um, you know, the Invisible Woman. You know, I'm I'm there for that too. You know, like I said, man, the MCU is always pretty spot on with their casting. <clears throat> yeah, and like we mentioned too, the the thing that I talk to people about too when they ask me about the Fantastic Four and the X Men joining MCU, they're like, oh, what are you most excited about? And I think of the fact that 
you know, as you know, Fox took over both of these, but we've gotten some pretty good X-Men movies, you know, Logan, there's first class, yeah. you know, there's some yeah. pretty good MC, uh, days of futures past and some good X-Men movies where mm-hmm. we have gotten three fantastic four movies and all three of them sucked. So yeah. I am ready for the fantastic four to come home to Marvel and Disney and for them to be treated right and get a good interpretation of that movie. Yeah, me too. And you know, I do like the X Men movie from Fox. I thought all of them are pretty good, except for Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even seen I, that one yet. Dark Phoenix was a disappointment for me. I mean, it's I was it is the worst X Men movie they have made than compared to the other ones. Um, it could be hundred times better, basically. So it was uh, it is it is what it is. It's I just wish that it just doesn't exist. Put it that way, <laughs> yeah. But but the other X Men movie, I I do actually like, um, the you know from Fox, you know Logan, which I you know I would say Wolverine is one of my favorite X Men characters. Oh yeah, well actually three of them. I got three of them: Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Gambit. And please bring Gambit to this uh when they make the X Men movie in MCU. He needs some freaking love. I mean, he's a big part of it. Heck the yeah, X-Men, he does. Man. He was my favorite character from the show growing up. So like, he definitely needs to come out. Definitely, you know, and I was going to ask you, who's your favorite X-Men characters? Oh, man, X-Men characters? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wolverine's obviously one of the, the, the best, you know, when it comes to yeah. him. But I got to go with Cannonball, who's kind of more of a, a newer, younger. Mm-hmm. He's been on the X-Force a lot more, but uh, you can call him X-Men. He, you know, he's a, he's been on the team from time to time, but I really like Cannonball. Yeah. Cannonball, okay, okay, yeah, I think I think, yeah, you know, and now... We know they will bring the X Men for the MCU. Do you want to see you Jackman return as Wolverine or someone else? I mean, who who's that? If it's someone else, who do you have in mind? Oh, I, I actually want to see Hugh Jackman come back myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like it when they switch when we've got these existing characters and then they switch actors on us and then they kind of try to continue on with that. Obviously, it's going to be a different universe, a different Wolverine than. Uh, you know, we, the Fox and the Marvel universes, but with Hugh Jackman who's been playing Wolverine, it, it'd almost be like, okay, well, do you want Robert Downey Jr. to come back as Iron Man, or do you want someone new to come back as Iron Man? No, I want Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I don't want anybody yeah. else. Until Robert yeah. Downey Jr. passes away, man, and then Iron Man passes away with him for at least 10 years. But until then, yeah. you can't switch up actors. That's how I feel. Um, you know, if they do come up with a new actor for Wolverine, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure I'm going to love him just as much as I did Hugh Jackman. But my personal opinion, I want Jackman back. Yeah, me too. I mean, Hugh Jackman was great as Wolverine. He is Wolverine. I mean, when when, the, when I remember they first bring him as Wolverine, I'm like, damn, he is a... He, 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 I picture the comics from Wolverine mm-hmm. identical. And they're basically identical of that character. He played that part so well as Wolverine, you know? And, oh, yeah. and in my opinion, I thought playing part as Wolverine is not easy in terms of that character. I mean, you know, in a sense, I mean, I mean, I'm no actor or anything. I'm no expert as actor. I will say that, but you know, but I thought Wolverine, this character, he was Wolverine, and when you know, Logan was a great movie, and when he finished, I know you won't that you won't want to do that forever, but man, bring him. If you're gonna bring Wolverine, bring him back. Um, but if it's someone else. It's someone else. I don't know who I have in mind. As long as you know, if that, I'm sure MCU will find a good, per, good actor play that role. 
personally, I want to see them bring the what's that one guy named play as Cyclops uh, from the one the from the one the first X Men movie, the very first X Men movie. Oh, the J- James Madsen. Yeah, him. I thought he was good as Cyclops, underrated, basically. What do you think? Oh yeah, I liked him a lot. Like that's a, that's a you know, I was younger. I don't have the same kind of knowledge that I do now with you know with the kind of the same mm-hmm. eye and ear that I have when I watch movies now. Um, but you know, watching that growing up, I loved that X Men you know version. So you know, another you know bash at the Dark Phoenix movie. It's like we already saw that with X Men three. You know, why are they going to redo the same story? Why not give us a new X Men story? It's just like, yeah, yeah, if people you know are young enough to remember, oh yeah, I. I remember watching this movie in theaters you know when i was a kid you know probably maybe not redo that same exact story um i don't know but yeah yeah i like the yeah. first original x-men movies the, the first three yeah I, I like the first three i do like the other ones the world class the apocalypse and first i, I mean world class first class apocalypse I, I enjoy those movies you know and i thought they did a good job i guess you know I was confused when they make those, you know. I thought, are they going back to time or what? I mean, <laughs> are they rebooting? Because sometimes I was like, wait a minute. So you ever make the first three and then you make the other ones, it's like you rewind back in time when they first started, basically, become mutants or become X Men or something like that, you know? And, and you know what? This dawned on me. What if Magneto is the big bad wolf for the next phase or maybe the, later on, maybe phase five? What do you think? Oh, Magneto would be great. Magneto's one of the greatest villains in in Marvel, and he would mm-hmm. he would be. A, that's something because you know my the way my mind works is like okay, how are they going to introduce the Fantastic Four and mm-hmm. the X Men? You know these two major players in Marvel. Uh, how are they going to introduce them into the cinematic universe to have that to be where they've already existed? You know where they've had this history about them. Um, so I definitely think bringing Magneto in as a villain would be another good way to start bringing in some of these other characters and start introducing them slowly. Uh, build up, build up from the ground up. Yeah, build it up. yeah. You know, maybe that's when you can make the X Men movie. Yeah, build up to that. Start slowing them in, you know, and then the X Men movie could be the actual X Men taking on Magneto. Yeah, you know that that would be great. That would be uh, from the you know from the MCU, you know, connect the MCU, you know. And I'm looking forward whenever they gonna bring the, the X Men and Fantastic Four. Hopefully, before the world doesn't end. And <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. Now, um, now let's talk. I know you mentioned about Phantom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like the Phantom movie from Sony? Yeah, actually, I really did like that movie a lot. You did okay. Yeah, I I, I I like it. The only thing I do have complain because I remember one of my guests mentioned about it. He, he make up a good point. Now in the character of Phantom from the comics, we both know he's supposed to be badass. Yes. Now in the movie, if you remember correctly, they make him like kind of like soft with that girl, you know, and this and that. They make it kind of like a little cheesy. This is not the Phantom that I know from the character. What do you think? Yeah, I I get where that that's coming from. A hundred percent, I do. You know, there's a lot of the people who. Uh, you know, only remember Venom as a villain and this kind of sinister, you know, I want to eat brains. Um, but what a lot of people don't really, I don't know if they just don't read the current Venom run or not, but he's like a straight up hero to where he is protecting yeah. the innocent. Uh, he does have like a, almost a softer side to the symbiote. 
and uh and it's just it's it's a very different venom than i do remember from the 90s itself where he was just this big brutish bad guy who just wanted to eat spider-man's brains and didn't care where now he's like he does have this you know his main thing is he wants to protect innocent people uh you know wants to do good and tries to do good so i mean i get that 100 percent, i do uh, but i didn't see the same issues Okay, okay, yeah. And now, you know, Phantom 2 is supposed to come out later this year in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a stand right now, Phantom 2, we know Connage is going to be part of it. I'm actually looking for, for a part two. What about you? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Venom and Carnage, you're, you know, that's that's peanut butter and jelly right there when it comes to, you know, Marvel. Those are some, like I said, Venom, I have Venom tattooed on me. He's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, for him you know carnage obviously is you know son i guess you could say venom's son and it's just their offspring however you want to word it uh to see him and some of the greatest stories in comics come from carnage in my mind some of the most brutal just interesting stories you know i've got a, a carnage collection where it's you know the trade graphic novel but it's you know it's an extra large graphic novel with tons of different stories with nothing but carnage and uh, I love it. And he's one of another probably I might I've considered getting him tattooed on me, too. So to see him in Venom 2, Carnage versus Venom, I way excited. I feel like this will be up there for if they can pull this off right. This will be end game level excitement for me. Yeah, I'm I'm I was like, finally, they bring Carnage in the big screen. Finally, it's about time, you know, and. It's a quick true story. Well, I remember I got this artwork from one of the local artists in the Comic Con. Draw one side of a piece of paper of Venom, and the other side of the other paper, uh, college like like a face off. I have it somewhere, but it's a pretty cool drawing. Just wanted to share that information, and you know. But anyways, college. It's about time to put it on the big screen now. In the comics, we have Spider Man and Venom team up to fight against Carnage. Mm-hmm. Wonder if Spider-Man's could be part of Phantom Two, and we heard rumors about you know Sony and and, and Disney had this friction a little bit, but then they come up with the terms. And wondering if Spider-Man's could be part of Phantom Two, what do you think? So the way I heard the, the last time I heard this explained to me was that uh, you know Sony and Marvel were going to be sharing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I think Marvel would be able to pull the Sony characters into Disney, but Disney couldn't be able to pull, or Sony couldn't pull characters besides Spider-Man into their universe, vice versa. So Spider-Man coming into Venom is very, it's legally plausible from what I understand. That could legally happen because in the past that, you know, the restrictions and everything on who owned which character wouldn't allow that. But as far mm-hmm. as I know, Spider-Man is the only character that can you know bounce back and forth through universes and I definitely think if they're going to have, you know, Venom versus Carnage and Carnage living up to his true comic adaptation, they're going to need Spider-Man to get Venom to the W. Yeah. Because, you know, Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage, you can say basically connect each other in a sense. In terms, you know, in the comics. It wouldn't make sense if you you don't bring Spider-Man into the mix with Venom and Carnage. I would be pissed off if they killed Carnage right away in part two. <laughs> that or you know, or vice versa, you know, but I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I hope I'm it's not gonna happen. Because without Spider Man, it won't make sense. What do you think? No, yeah, I definitely think if they're going to 
bring Spider-Man over at any point, it has to be for this movie. Yeah, it has to be. And you, and you know what? If when if you do appear in part two, I'm gonna mark out like a little schoolboy, <laughs> right? Like uh, chest pump, uh, yeah, walking out yeah. with the Vince McMahon strut. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you play that theme song. No chance in there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, you know, and you know, it, it's gonna be great. Um, now, would it? Would you like to see that connect to the MCU? Personally. You know, I would. I really would. Um, not too optimistic that it will happen, but I would love to no. see, you know, obviously Venom, you know, and some of the other characters, uh, you know, portrayed on the big screen with Marvel at taking the helm because, you know, Sony, Sony's been responsible for some of these, uh, you know, these, uh, t- uh, let's just go out and say it. Sony's been responsible for some straight turds. They've put out some <laughs> turds. Uh, yeah. Luckily, Venom was not a turd. And it was pretty, it was pretty damn good. So I'm, but just imagine, you know, Venom in the hands of, you know, Disney or Marvel, you know, someone who wants to, uh, you know, who's really got this Marvel writing down, I feel like, you know, they own the rights to the majority of the characters. They really don't have to worry about how they can write the characters because, you know, they own them. Um, I definitely would love to see that 100%. Yeah. You know, it would be a matter of time that Marvel Disney will buy Sony. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, they did buy Fox. <laughs> and yeah. it's possible they could buy Sony, but it'll be a matter of time, and then you don't have to worry about those whole Spider-Man saga. <laughs> it'll all be they just call the Spider Verse. Yeah, basically, yep. Yeah. You know, and now on to MMA. Now I haven't watched MMA or keep up MMA for a while. You know what, and you know whatnot. I try, I try to do my best. Sometimes they show these fights on TV. That I keep missing it because due to either lack of advertisement or I can miss it or whatever. Now, who's your favorite MMA fighters so far? Whether it's UFC or Bellator or anything. Oh well, that's that's got to be easy. It's the guy I got him hanging up in my office right now. Two pictures in front of me. I'm wearing his T-shirt right now. Uh, it's Nate Diaz. You know, he's from Stockton, and where I'm from, Stockton, California, the 209. We went to the same high school together, or not together, oh. but we, we went to the same high school. Um, okay. His cousin is one of my, you know, friends. Uh, I've run into him at the grocery store. I've ran into him and, and his brother both. Uh, but they're like the hometown heroes. It's you know a lot of people don't like them because of their cocky attitude and their mouth and the way they carry themselves. Uh, but in the <laughs> community, they're actually really, really good people, really friendly. <laughs> um, and you know, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is the man, dude. Him, he's my favorite fighter without a doubt. I I like those two days. I don't. They're not my favorite fighters, but I don't hate them. I thought they're pretty good. You know, they're good. I like their fighting style. You know, they focus more of it in terms of boxing. And I saw Nate Diaz beat Conor McGuire, who was the, you know, the first fighter to give him that first loss, the uh, first loss, and which I thought was a great fight, by the way. And, you know, and Nick Diaz, I, the first time I saw Nick Diaz was, what's the name of that company uh, That in Showtime? Uh, oh, Elite XC. Say it again? Was it Elite XC? No. Oh, Strike Force. Strike Force. There we go. Strike Force. Yeah. I, I when I first saw Nick Diaz in Strike Force, and I can't remember who he fight. I like, man, this guy is pretty. Good. He could be a good professional boxer. Okay. I mean, he, he has these. Nice, I mean, nice. I know he wants to fight. One time, he wants to fight Floyd Mayweather, which probably won't happen. <laughs> he should. Let's be honest. He shouldn't. Yeah, you know, Floyd Mayweather. He's just. 
another level. Well, he retired now, but you know, but Nick Diaz, he can back it up, talking trash most times, you know. And oh, yeah. he, he was, he was, and he's. I always thought Nick Diaz is better than his brother Nate, in my opinion. You know, Nate's not a bad fighter or anything like that. No offense, Nate, <laughs> if you listen to this, but right. you know, but my favorite fighter, you know, he always caught. Well, I have a few fa- favorite fighters. One of my favorite fighters always cause trouble, and just recently caused trouble. It's Bones. John Jones. Oh. Oh, man. I mean, if he doesn't keep in trouble, man, this guy, he's a great fighter. Yeah. You know, he's one, I think he is one of the best fighters, but you need to stay out of trouble. Man, every time I read the news, sadly, I'm not surprised. No. Nowadays. It's just that he just doesn't get out of trouble. And you know, a quick true story, I was close to meet Bones in person. Uh, a long time ago, he was at the some store. Uh, what's the name of that car dealer store? Nissan or Chuck Keys or something like that. I didn't know he was there at the time. He was, you know, there uh, signing autographs, this and that, get to meet him, whatever. I didn't know. And then my mom told me later in the evening that he was there or one of the fires there. And then I heard the advertisement he was there, but it was too late. I'm like, oh man, if she should tell me a little bit earlier, I would go over there and meet him. I take a picture and shake hands with him, you know, whatever. But yeah, it is what it is, you know. But my mom got to meet one of the other USC fire, uh, Carlos Condit. Okay, he's a real nice guy, he's super, he's yeah. super cool. Yeah, mom telling me he she got his autograph, she met him in El Paso, Texas, and got his autograph, take a picture with, I think she took a picture with, and she she hooked me up with the autograph. He's one of my favorite fighters, you know, he was pretty awesome fighter now. I didn't know he was there. If if I know, I would go over there. And yeah, get to meet him, you know. But it is what it is. I like damn. Another fire I could meet. Another favorite. Another favorite fire was Anderson Silvia, the Spire. Oh, and he was he was one of my favorites too back in the day, dude. He was just amazing to watch fight. Oh, he was. He was. You know, he he was amazing fighters. You know, and, you know. I always want to see a dream fight between him against Bones, <laughs> or him versus GSP. Oh yeah, that would have been really, really good. I would have loved to see that. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, with Bones, you know, I'm actually, you know, I actually just started an MMA podcast called the Blue Corner Podcast with a buddy of mine, Mark, um, who lives okay. here in uh, Lodi with me as well. And we were actually our first, you know, with everything that's going on right now, no fighting. Um, mm-hmm. We did our first episode <clears throat> on the arrest of John Bones Jones. And that's just really disappointing uh, because like I talked about, and, and you listen to the episode, you can understand, you can hear the anger and frustration in my voice uh, because I talk about how this guy was one of the greatest, or excuse me, was one of the best pound for pound fighters in history, mm-hmm. but I will no longer call him the goat or consider him a true champion because I will just, I can't correlate greatness with his name when he's got so many blemishes on it, you know, with the, the, the DUIs, the, you know, the cocaine, you know, the, the steroids, you know, there's been so many different things, you know, he's made some, you know, homophobic slurs on social media where he's been fined for them. just different stuff where he said some, made some nasty comments. He's, you know, done some terrible things. You know, he, his last hit and run was he ran into a pregnant lady and then fled the scene. You know, and then yeah. there's this recent issue last week where he was, you know, DUI when he was firing off guns at one in the morning. Uh, but That's it's just, it. you know, if he wouldn't, if, like I said, just keep your nose clean. And he would have been some, one of the, gone down in history as one of the greatest. But I, I have a hard yeah. time wrapping my head around that and calling him the greatest. 
Yeah, he needs to clean himself. And, you know, I honestly, he needs to go get some help. Yeah, some help. I feel like the UFC needs to take some responsibility and be the ones to give him that help. Yeah, and UFC, I, I kind of blame UFC what Jones keep doing because in WWE, they send someone help rehab when someone has issues. You know, I'm sure you probably read reports on websites, whatever, and they, they send the, someone to get help whenever they have issues, you know, whether it be, you know, drug issues or whatever, you know? Yep. UFC needs to take fully responsible for their fires. And Bones need, it's clear Bones need help. Um, like you said, if you clean that up, you'll be the greatest fire of all time, but he keeps getting trouble after trouble. But how often? Every month now? Every once or twice a month? Give or take? Oh, man, I was I literally, I was doing the math. Uh, and, uh, it's been about two weeks now, almost a week and a half. But I was doing the math, and it was literally every 18 months to two years that he was getting into serious trouble with, the, you know, either the law or the UFC. It's like yeah. every within every two years, he's getting into some sort of trouble. And it's just like, you know, he's been fighting uh, for eight, over eight years now. Yeah, that's and, just, that's just ridiculous. And, you know, yes, you need to take responsibility, but they don't give a shit to their, about their fires. Dana White, who's the president of UFC, should have, you know what, this guy needs help. You know, I want my fighters, you know, best being, you know, send, send help. If they don't want help, let him go. Yeah. Just let and him I, go. You know, they see, he see people, he sees people like him and Conor McGregor, who are just these big cash grabs, and he just wants them back in the octagon as fast as possible. Yeah, Dana White just don't, he's only care about, I, I, I understand it's business, UFC is business, and I understand that, but Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to care about that person because, they, after all, they're human beings, you know, and Bones needs all, really help big time. It's one of these days. I'm, I'm not hoping it's going to happen, but, you know, people, you know, when people get in trouble, if they get too deep in trouble, it may get really serious. Maybe you lose a life. Yep. You know, that kind of shit. And, you know, and that's, and that's what bothers me because, you know, USC could do something about this. They had the money and resources to do something to help the fires, but they don't do it. Nope. I don't know. And that's what pisses me off. Pardon my language. You know? No. No, I hey man, you should you should like I said, man, you could hear how upset I was getting. Uh so I, I hear you, man. I, I hear you hundred percent that uh you know that I felt like I said, I feel like if they want to let John Jones fight, let him fight, but make him complete a twelve step program first. Yeah, exactly. And that's what that's what they should do. And I know WWE had this a wellness program ever since the whole Chris Benoit tragedy going on. Uh, after that, they had that wellness program. Well, well I can say it now. Wellness policy right now, which is great. You know, um, of course, there may be some <laughs> conspiracy about that. But, yeah. you know, and I think that's what, and you'll see now, to their credit, they do that drug testing that I mean look what happened to Brock Lesnar when he fought in USC. <laughs> oh man. Isn't that something then past the t- I remember because I remember I saw I was ordering USC pay per view. That was the last pay per view I ordered from USC was Brock Lesnar fight Mark Hunt. And then he, Brock Lesnar kicked his ass. And then after that reports about that he flunk he failed at a drug test. Yeah. And I know Mark Hunt was pissed off. I don't blame Mark Hunt. I would be pissed off too, and honestly, that he, Brock Lesnar should count as a win. I would count it as a no contest, if anything. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they take away Nick Diaz's victories when he got 
cop for smoking weed. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I think of steroids and smoking weed, smoking weed probably doesn't add to your fight game. It probably takes away from your fight game a little bit, where steroids, you know, obviously they're adding to your fight game. Now, when yeah. they take, when they suspend, you know, and they, you know, do all this to Nick Diaz, but, you know, they're going to be super light on other fighters for steroids and everything. I just, I don't get that. It's double standard, basically, because Brock Lesnar's their top draw. And they add like they're like a professional wrestling in the sense. I mean, Brock Lesnar, yeah, he's a top draw or at you know at that time, and they just play double standard. Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz, I think they just play favorites, and I, that's one thing that bothers me regarding UFC. I don't know other companies are like that, like Bellator or other companies are like that, and I hope not. But UFC yeah. is a good example of playing favorites, and I think maybe that got me a little bit loose. Little interest in USC in journal requiring that company. You know, I try to keep up what's going on, you know, but that's just my two cents, basically. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I agree with you there. They, they, um, they're, they're very pick and choose, um, who they like to throw the book at. And like I said, the DS brothers are hot targets for them. And now, like, uh, it's not necessarily them, I would say. It's USADA. But, you know, yeah. U- UFC brought USADA in there, and they're the ones who are doing all this crazy testing right now. And they're definitely there, you know, with the – I mean, think about – I know you're a John Jones fan, but I, if you don't remember the whole picogram with the, the picograms that were fluctuating and pulsating throughout his system, they would show up on one test. They wouldn't show up on the next test, but they'd show up on the next test. And it was just like, you know, they're still showing up on these tests and they're just so small amounts, but they let it go. You know, if that was another fighter, you know, say somebody like a, a Diaz brother or a, a Sugar Sean O'Malley or somebody that they, you know, was one of the bad boys of the UFC, I guarantee they would not let that kind of shit slide. You know, excuse me, but, you know, I feel like they would definitely throw the book at them. Yeah, definitely. You know, and honestly, I know Daniel White is not the president of UFC. Technically, he's the president. I mean, not the owner. I mean, I, I, let me rephrase that. I know Daniel White is not the owner of UFC since he's actually the president. The owner is uh, Sulu, whatever you pronounce that company. And Sulu needs to take responsibility with their company and their employees. And I don't think they're not doing a good job in that terms, you know, because one of these days, it's going to really hunt them f- they are down the road. Um, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, because you, no, you, no, you, you see NFL, you see NBA, and Major League Baseball, they have all collect, they have unions with players to take care of their players. Yeah. UFC and Bellator, they need unions, I think, for their fighters. I, I would say the same about professional wrestling, too, because, you know, let's face it, pro wrestlers putting their bodies on the line, you know, and there's a lot of crap going on probably behind that backstage, you know politics crap whatever and then you know there's injuries plays part and then they'll just no you know the owner the full the corporation have a full control while in other sports as i mentioned nba nfl you got the players and you got the ownership collective bargaining agreement i think that's what they need in the mma yeah i definitely agree that you know these fighters they don't not only that would you know it would help them with their rules and their livelihoods but it would you know, those kind of situations is where we, we see them get, you know, better pay. We see them get more benefits and just take better care of overall. And mm-hmm. so I'm 100% for that. When you see guys who 
they're literally getting their faces beat in for a living. And it's not much of a living at that. You know, I think a fighter union would be great. It's a great idea. It would, you know, it's better for everybody. Sure, it's going to take some money out of the, the, the big wigs up top. But, you know, they're not the ones who are sacrificing as much as these guys are. They deserve more. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they do it, you can hire me as a president for the union. <laughs> Since it's my idea. <laughs> Shoot. There you go, man. Yeah, just cut me some grease, man. I'll help you out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I can I can hire you as a vice president. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Yeah, there you go. Now, what is your favorite MMA fight? Oh, my favorite MMA fight is the one we talked about earlier. It's the the first Conor McGregor Nate Diaz fight. I've got okay. that one framed um from the UFC store on the Las Vegas strip, hanging up directly across from my office to where when I look up, it's the first thing I see. Um, and it's, it's such a great picture. I mean, you could literally <laughs> see the drops of blood falling mm. from Conor McGregor's head as Nate Diaz is choking the life out of him. And it's just, it's great. It's great. Yeah. And you, you did say you went to MMA fights, like especially UFC, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and my brother and my dad, uh, we, we live up by, in, uh, by like Stockton, Sacramento area in Northern California. So okay. we don't get a lot of big fights, but you know, every year around the summertime, the UFC comes to LA and they e- usually do like Staples centers or they go to like where the Anaheim Ducks play and uh, they do the Honda center Okay. and they have big UFC fights down there. So last year we actually got to go and see Nate Diaz's return against Anthony Pettis. Then the oh, year wow. before that, we went and saw TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. And uh, you know, every year we try to make that just our family tradition for me and my dad and my brother, just go down there and see a fight together. That's cool, yeah. I, I live in Las Cruces, New Mexico, so we don't get your fights here. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I think the last time they did go to um like a couple months ago, I think, uh, before this whole crisis going on. Uh, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, and I can't remember who fight, and I missed it. Uh, <laughs> so I couldn't make it over there, but I never went to any MMA fights, personally. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see one. I hope someday I'll get to see one. Before I die, <laughs> there it's a great environment. It's a great atmosphere. It? Even like great. like I've gone to some of the ones that are like underground, like just oh, almost right. like street fights, but there's a cage. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's just I've got some friends who do amateur fighting because it's really it's really big around here. You know, the DS brothers have their gym. Yeah. Uh, my brother actually, uh, my younger brother, I, I should call him my little brother, but he's six four and I'm only like five ten. He's huge. Ooh. Oh, and uh, he actually boxes at the same – he has the same coach as the Diaz brothers go to. Oh, and wow. uh, he, he goes there, and he goes to college, and he's working, and he's going and doing that. So shouts, shouts out to my little brother, Logan. I got to do that real quick. So I'm way proud of him, and he's <laughs> he's cool. he's going crazy right now, man. He's out there every day. Even during the lockdown, he's out there. I stopped by today, and he's hitting the bags. I could just hear him out front, just toop, 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 toop. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And And – I know you say that Asmir was great when you go to see the MMA fights. I know we have local MMA fights here time from time, but I always don't know until like it's too late because I don't see the advertisement of it until later, much later. I, I need to catch up one day to see the local, at least the local MMA fights. You know, um, now are the tickets really costly depending on who fights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've you know, I've spent anywhere from 
$50 a ticket. You know, I've gone into fights for free, like some of these amateur fights I said my buddies fight for. You know, I've gone into fights for free where I've spent almost $300 on a ticket for going down to see that Nate Diaz fight at the Staples Center because, you know, we wanted to see – we wanted to get the best tickets possible for you know, right. going to see Nate. We actually managed to get seats right above the walkout tunnel when they when they walk out for the fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were right there. Oh wow! And uh, it was that was pretty cool. So those were expensive. So yeah, it definitely gets expensive depending on you know which venue you're going to, who's going to fight, and obviously where the seats are. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I hope I get to see UFC fight. I I, I always I did talk to one of the booker management or whatever they do the book defending here where I live to bring UFC you know years years ago many many years ago many times too you know they keep saying they keep trying and trying but doesn't happen yet you know uh, I hope someday they do but it is what it is now and I can't remember what's the next question regarding MMA right now <laughs> now it, oh yeah is there one fighter that you can't stand that you're just not really you're not a big fan of um yeah yeah definitely there's a couple i mean i mean this might sting a little but john johnny obviously what we were talking about earlier i don't like johnny bones jones is okay. the way i mean i respect him as a fighter it's kind of like goes back to football i'm a raiders fan i hate the patriots i hate tom brady but i respect him as okay. a football player he's great but i hate him and it goes back to that with john jones like i, I really don't like the way he carries himself as a person, I don't think he's a great person. As a fighter, he's a hell of a fighter, and there's no denying that. Um, yeah. the, you know that name comes up. You know Conor McGregor, not a you know he's seems like he's after he took the layoff and got beat up a couple times, and he came back and fought Cowboy at the beginning of this year. Yeah, he seems like a different person. Uh, you know, but you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna, he's gonna have to prove himself before I just, you know, forgive him for throwing a freaking chair through a bus and injuring yeah. people, innocent people that had nothing to do with his beef. You know, my, I grew up with, you know, martial arts. You know, my grandpa raised me and my brother with martial arts backgrounds, and like, mm -hmm. I'm very big on respect. And yeah. obviously, there's a, a certain, you know, trash talk sells fights before, mm -hmm. um, but it shouldn't go further than trash talk. Exactly. You know, there's a certain respect that needs to be held between, you know, their mixed martial artists. Martial artists is in the name of their job, you know. So yeah. me being kind of a traditionalist in that sense, I don't like kind of the people who go above and beyond to do, you know, go out of the way to be overtly just jerks. Yeah, I I agree with that because I, I know Taekwondo. I know martial art Taekwondo and I've been taught as you mentioned, respect, and, and it's something that you've been taught that you should know better, you know? It's like, basically, it's kind of like when you enter martial art, any martial art for that matter, they'll teach you respect, self-respect, teach respect with others, this and that, and that's what Conor McGregor, what he did was inexcusable, and I hope he understand that. I hope he learned from his mistake, and you won't do that again, so we gotta wait and see what happens. Um, you still yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you get cut off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still here. I was, I was just listening. Yeah, I know. I agree 100. percent Yeah, I think, and I think he has learned. I think being a, a father also has helped him a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think he, you know, because the way I think of it now, you know, my kid's four and a half, and I've got another two year old. 
you know, when I think about the stuff I used to do before I had kids, I don't want my kids to see me acting that way. I don't want, right. you know, and with everybody has cameras out, and especially when you're someone who's famous like Conor McGregor, literally one of the biggest athletes in the entire world, you know, the cameras are always on you. So I think he might have realized that at some point, you know, he needs to start carrying himself a little bit better uh, because people don't forget. And there's a certain yeah. point where, okay, yeah, you're entertaining, you're entertaining, and now you're just being an asshole. Yeah. And, that's, and there's a line you don't cross. And he did cross that line. I hope you learned his lesson. Now, Conor McGregor, he can crack me up when you talk trash. He cracks me up. <laughs> he, he, every time I hear him talk trash, I'm like, man, this guy cracked me up. I want to be his friend. <laughs> right. And, and he, he do at times back it up most of the time, you know, but with his fights, you know. um, I mean, he went undefeated until he fight Nate Diaz, got his, you know, Got his ass, get you know, whatever. But man, he, him and talking trash, you know, it's just I don't know how to explain this. It's just he just cracks me up. <laughs> but now he's like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, he is. He is, man. I mean, he's like one of my. I I can say maybe my third favorite comedian. Uh, my two favorite comedians, Jeff Dunham and Fluffy. But I there just want to that's I, I want to throw that one out there. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> but Conor McGregor. Now, you know, Conor McGregor, did you see his fight against Floyd Mayweather? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've been I've been watching Conor's fights for a while now. I don't think okay. there's been a fight I've missed since he really became famous. Now, I, if I remember correctly, I, I did saw that fight. I didn't order that pay-per-view. I'm not going to spend 100, 200, 100 bucks for a pay-per-view fight. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's just ridiculous, by the way. But I did see that fight. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, when that happens. And I thought Conor McGregor actually did pretty good against one of the best boxer in the world. And, you know, what, the first few rounds? And then I think he's getting tired, getting tired because, you know, and you already know what happened Floyd Mayweather. But I thought Conor McGregor did pretty good half of the time in that fight. What do you think? Yeah, you know, definitely. And, you know, with UFC and boxing, it's just different, different fighting styles. There's different rhythms. There's different... You know, you just your mechanics are got to be different. With Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. he's got a really explosive and like a fast twitch m- muscle movements to where he's got these explosive power shots, boom, boom. You know, but after you know he gives off a couple of those, it, it empties his gas tank really quick because he's yeah. giving so much oxygen into those muscles. And, and then when he goes to give off those shots, where somebody like Floyd Mayweather, he's used to fighting for, you know. He just these rounds, he can go 12 rounds, and that's his normal. Where we've seen Conor McGregor's biggest flaw is his gas tank, yeah. And it's just uh, those styles. I, I knew right away when the fight was booked that Conor wasn't gonna had no chance in winning. Floyd yeah. Mayweather is a, a freaking animal in the boxing game, and Conor is an animal in the MMA game, but there are two different art forms 100%. Two different sports, two different games, basically, you know. Yes. And I know when. When basically Conor McGregor step on Floyd Mayweather's world, I know he's gonna lose. Conor McGregor's gonna lose. I, now he did pretty good the first half of the fight. Oh yeah, no, like I was saying, like those 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 first those first shots when he's you know he's letting off those first big shots in the beginning of every fight. That's is when he's at his best. You know, a couple yeah. of those big power shots, and we you know if I don't know if you saw him knock out Jose Aldo in twelve seconds. Oh, I saw that. I ordered that pay per view fight. I remember so that ooh, even my mom watched it with me. I like, my mom was like, 
that that's it that, that was fast <laughs> i want my money back no. yeah no i mean it was like 67 dollars pay-per-view fight for it and that was potential good main event potentially well that didn't last long <laughs> yeah oh uh, and jose he was a good fight great fighter yeah, yeah, he was the, he was one of the best coming up to that. Yeah, he was. I believe he was undefeated at the time, isn't he? Or he was in a big winning streak at the time before before against Conor McGregor, correct? Yeah, I think he was just the. I think he was the champion. I want to say. Yeah, I believe he was. Yeah, I think he was the champion, if I remember correctly. And you know, and but they, you know, but like I was saying, boxing and MMA are two different worlds. Um, and if Roy Miller stepping the MMA world. I, he won't have a chance against Carmen Gray or any MMA fighters. And I would like to see that happen, <laughs> actually. I know Floyd Miller once teased about entering uh, MMA world and talking trash, but he never backed that up. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but yeah, I don't know how he would do. He's old, man. You, yeah. yeah. He's like, what, 50, 51 year old or something like that? You know? Yeah. And He's you too, old, too old to start learning MMA. Yeah. Well, if CM Punk can do it, he can do it. <laughs> Well, didn't, didn't CM Punk have a jiu-jitsu background even before he came into the WWE? Yeah, he does. He has, he has a jiu-jitsu background. I'm, I'm not, I think he, has, he knows judo, I think. But I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it was either judo or jiu-jitsu or both. Yeah, and nah, I credit to CM Punk. He did try. So, you know, props to him. You know, I did see his that his first fight. I didn't see his second fight. I heard about the second fight. And the first one, you know, didn't work out. Second fight, he didn't work out. And I honestly think maybe just I, I give him credit that he wants to do this, but it doesn't work out for him. What do you think about of CM Punk in the MMA world? Um, you know, I gotta give him respect. Gotta give him, you know, the uh you know the props for going out there and trying. <clears throat> You know, I'm not one who is too big on him, you know, because like I said, I've got friends who are amateur fighters. Now, Mm -hmm. none of those guys would have ever gotten off to quit their jobs and, you know, without having an amateur fight, automatically get put into the UFC for Mm -hmm. professional fight and start getting making that kind of money. So from that aspect, getting to see seeing him get propelled into the UFC as fast as he did just because he was famous. I didn't like that. I don't think that's, you know, the UFC is supposed to be the top brand, top dogs of, you know, combat sports. Um, that was not that. So at that aspect, I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to knock the guy, give him props for going out there and trying it. But I feel like it was more on the UFC's fault for letting him, you know, start yeah. fighting for the UFC right away. Yeah. I uh, didn't like that. Uh, but I hear he's trying to get back in the WWE and I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, that's one of the other things that bothered me with our UFC. So, now, CM Punk, yeah, he's a big name in the professional wrestling, whatever, and I don't mind if they sign him, but put him in the fight right away? No. Not a good idea. I mean, let him train for a while. Let him learn the the fight. Let him, I mean, I know he has his trainers, let, but don't book him a fight right away. I don't care who you book against, whether it's a new fighter or a fighter who has a little experience or what. No, yep. you know, that's Dana's right fault because he's so greedy in terms of money because it draws power. It's all about, it's like thinking of, of a wrestling terminology, you know, oh, you know, he's a big name professional wrestling. This can draw me money for you when know, if I book him a fight soon. That, he's like, like a Fitz McMahon in a sense. That's just, no, that's not, how, 
you're in the, this is an MMA, not professional wrestling. Yeah, come on now. I mean, I I get that you want to sign him, and that's understandable. But don't book him a fight yet. He's not ready. And you know, I'm not fault CM CM Punk fight because if if someone give me an opportunity to pay him good money, maybe I might take it. Yeah, sure. But but as the president of a, if I was the president of a UFC or the owner of the UFC, no. I yeah. am sure, but no, I, you're not ready. Not yet. I want you to train. I want I want you to train, train, and train. I will keep an eye on you, train, see if you get better or whatever. And maybe we'll talk about booking you a fight. Maybe not a big time fight. Like maybe we we'll fight one of those uh what you call those uh not in the main card, but on the premier fights first. Yeah, the prelims. Premieres, yeah, fighting the premieres. And we'll see, but not don't book you a fight. Don't book him a fight right away. That's just ridiculous. That's just silly. And that's just being money hungry on USC part. And that's what bothered me because they act like they're professional wrestling and they're not. They're actually sport. Professional wrestling is basically a sport entertainment. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, and I would say CM Punk is one of my favorite professional wrestlers. One of my mm-hmm. favorite. And I, I think I could shake his hand when he was wrestling WWE when I was sitting front row. Cool story right there. And, <laughs> and you know, and I. Hope he go back to WWE. I know, yes, he with Fitz McMahon and all that stuff when you walk out, you know, could, you know, and you know, I know he's not want to do professional wrestling yet, but I know he he will get. I think he will get there someday. Uh, I think when it's all settled down, I mean, everyone come back in WWE nowadays. When whoever have heat with Fitz McMahon, I mean, look Bret Hart for example. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, he you finally know. made it back. I yeah. mean, hey, there's always AEW nowadays. You know, he can go over and jump ship with, uh, you know, Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, sadly, AEW All Elite Wrestling. I know that he was talking with them in with AEW, but offer him contract, but he turned them down. And oh, he did. Yeah, there's, there's, I think this day on the podcast one or stay at one point, um, or I can't remember exactly, but they there were reports that they did offer him, but. They were in talks, so, but he turned them down or whatever. But he never talked. WWE never talked to him. <laughs> Even if he's working with the WWE backstage, which I don't watch that, by the way. Mm-hmm. On F, uh, what station was it? FSN? Um, because he did stay. That's, he worked for Fox. Then, okay. So, you know, but. He did say never say never. I don't know because I remember the first. Did you watch his first debut on FSN? No, I did not. No, I I watched the highlights of it. And Renee Young, who interviewed Punk about where you are, you gonna come back? And then he said that people, there will be people in like a like my answer. He say that you know right as of right now he's not looking forward to come back professional wrestling, but he's forty some year old or whatever he's age now. Uh, he's at the point is like that he will not rule nothing out, so he gives you hope in a sense. So you know that gives me right, hope. That gives me hope too, and, you know. And he's not he has not talked to anyone with the WWE, so he he ruled that one out so far. Uh, at that time when he debuted, the WWE haven't talked. Now I don't know about now, but that was at the time. I uh, so we'll see. But <laughs> I'm getting a little bit off the subject regarding yeah. MMA. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, but anyways, now I remember I asked you your least favorite MMA fighter. I tell you one of my least favorite MMA fighter. He's the husband of Wanda Rousey. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, Travis Brown. Travis Brown. There we go. 
for some reason that name escaped me. And I remember I, I saw like a bunch of these fights, and yo, he seemed like a dirty fighter to me. Uh, he's if he listened to that, he's gonna kick my ass, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can sue him. You're not a fighter. It's fine. Yeah, and you know, and every time I see him fight, he always pokes. I remember the one fight, and I can't remember who he fight against. Poke someone's eye, not just once, not just twice, like a few times. And I think that fight has his eyes like swollen, like nasty. And you know, and I mean, come on now. <laughs> and yeah, it's not. I mean, I don't like dirty fires. I mean, it's one thing if there's it's a, it was an accident, you know, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you do it more than once, that's where you draw the line. Come on now, that's why I don't. I'm not a big fan of his, you know, him. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, and like a lot of the guys, they'll use that excuse that, you know, like in traditional like karate, you know, you 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 extend with an open hand to kind of spit, you know. You, feel for the range for your opponent so that's the excuse that they use but if you're doing it like you said repetitively mm-hmm. adjust your game plan you know you don't extend with an open hand you know extend with your you know fist because you're not punching with an open hand punching with a fist yeah yeah and you know and because I, I remember when my mom my mom was the one that started watching UFC before i started watching years ago and she always like See one fighter kick him, kick someone down below, and like he's a dirty fighter. I like, either that might be just a that's just probably actually the first time. But if it's a more than once, then you know that that's a dirty fighter. Oh um, yeah, because you know accidents do happen. You know, and I mean, and with the you know with the gloves or open hand with the finger, you might accidentally poke someone's eye. You know, that's accidentally meant to be happen. It could happen. You know, but if you yeah. do it more than once, you do know they probably did on purpose intentionally. You know, and I've seen. Fighters do that more than once. I remember I seen a fighter kick someone down below more than once. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that, okay, that's when you got, that's when he, he did get the two for it, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous, you know? Uh, and that's why, you know, <laughs> Charles Brown, he's not my favorite fighter. I'm sure he might be a nice guy, you know? And, uh, you know, um, now we mentioned about his wife, Wanda Rousey, who I thought she's one dimensional. Too much of a one-dimensional. She, you know, all her fights, she fight from the ground, but she can't fight standing up. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, she had a couple fights where she showed, you know, some okay stand up, mm-hmm. not against anybody that serious. And then we obviously saw what happens when she goes up against a real stand-up striker. Uh, first with Holly Holm, second yes. with, uh, you know, Amanda Nunez, mm-hmm. and you know, when she goes up against a real striker. She gets her face smashed in, literally. And, you know, she obviously she could do great on the ground. She's a world jiu-jitsu champion, judo champion, and she's got great jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to boxing and stand-up, I mean, it makes sense why she ran to WWE. She couldn't, yeah. get, she couldn't be in the fight game the way she was fighting. And I feel, in my opinion, and that I mean, after she lost to Holly Holmes in the strike, you thought maybe she'll learn that and maybe her trainers will get her practice standing up for whenever she come back for her next fight. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, when she fought on Nunes, no, she hasn't learned. And I thought this is part of it's part of her fault, but it's part of her trainer's fault too. You know, because she's one dimensional. You know, you think maybe she'll do better in striking against Nunes with her experience against uh, Holly Holmes. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, when you get a, such a big loss like that, you I mean, it only makes sense. You got to go back and correct those mistakes. If that mm-hmm. didn't, I mean, it was a different fight. 
definitely with you know Holly Holm versus Amanda Nunez are completely different fighters. Uh, but you know, once just Amanda Nunez is just freakishly strong and she's got incredible power, and it just only takes a couple solid shots to finish her out. But yeah, I mean, when you lose two to you know bad stand up losses back to back like that, yeah. I mean, there's just yeah. no real, no excusing you. You just if you get your face beaten like that back to back twice in terrible fashion, you're just not a stand up fighter, and there's no arguing with that. Yeah, you know, and I feel it, part of it's her fault, and part is her trainer because it's trainer's job to teach, to cover your weakness, you know, to prove your weakness, to turn to his strengths. Exactly. If she was become, paying him for. Yeah, exactly. And she, if she approved her striking, man, she'll be unbelievable. Un- Unstoppable, you won't be a one dimensional, you know, because yeah. you know her ground game is pretty good, yes. But stand, stand up, <laughs> not so much, mm, not no. so much. And you know, you would think maybe she'll approve, but we do you see her maybe go back to the UFC one these days? Um, I think she's, I think she's happy with the WWE. I don't see her coming back to UFC, yeah. Uh, right now, she's not doing the WWE right now, uh, after. Her last appearance was last year at WrestleMania, which she lost the. They have her lost her women championship, and then there, there's. I think she mentioned on YouTube or something. I didn't see it though that she wanted to focus having a family or something like that. You know, she did sign a multiple years contract with me, so I don't know if she's gonna come back. You know, Triple H say she'll come back. Stephanie say she'll come back. I just don't know when. So I, yeah, I, I want to say I read something either yet today or yesterday that she was getting ready to come back. So that maybe it's possible. Well, we don't know if she's. There may wait. If I was the way, I would say wait. Wait till this whole thing finish, this whole crisis finish, and come back when we allow to have crowd to get that reaction. You know, because it would be people will erupt when she come back. Oh, it'll be a huge pop. Yeah, exactly, huge pop. You know, just wait. You know, it, it's a damn shame. WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. You know, and. With Drew McIntyre facing Brock Lesnar, if Drew McIntyre wins the championship, you're not gonna get that pop, you know, because due to this crisis and stuff, you know, and like I said, COVID nineteen ruined every damn thing, you know. But you know, I don't think Wanda Rousey will come. I want to see her come back for against Cyborg, <laughs> just this, for entertainment wise. That's just me, man. What do you what do you think? That you know that was one fight I was always wanting to see, and so I would love to see. You know, even though Cyborg, you know, jump shipped with Bellator and. Um, I would, you know, I, I don't care. Make it happen, dude. I don't care. Ronda, go go to Bellator, bring Cyborg back. Just make it happen, man. I've been wanting to see that. That was like the first ever women's fight that I was like wanting bad. Yeah, and, you know, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that happen, you know. And hopefully, not too late, you know. <laughs> not really right. Oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, look at what happened with Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao. Oh man, they waited too long. I. I Ordered that paper few fight, and and I regret ordering that. <laughs> oh man, I I don't remember ordering that one, but I remember everybody who did was pissed. I was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh man. To to my defense, it wasn't my idea to order that box of paper few. It was mom's idea. So sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, you can't but, argue with mom. Oh yeah. I I mean I I like I like okay you know because you know Paco was a great fire. Yeah, but Floyd Mayweather is a great fighter, you know. I, but you know, maybe twenty years too late, ten twenty years late. But you know, that's the time me, mom, and me, and mom, my sister, and her boyfriend at the time, and we watched the fight pay per view together, and 
it is what it is. We the fight sucks, man. It was disappointing, you know. But I never ordered a boxing pay per view ever again. <laughs> ever since then. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But you know, and now is there now? Whenever this whole crisis finished, what's the next big time fight coming up? Oof. Well, there was supposed to be Tony Ferguson <clears throat> versus Khabib Nurmagomedov April eighteenth. Mm-hmm. That funny. is like. This is the literally the fifth time this fight has been booked and mm-hmm. it has been canceled now five times because it just got canceled again the other day. Yeah. Um, so this fight is like, it's cursed. Um, nobody, I mean, I don't, exp- I want this fight to happen at, at mm-hmm. this point, man. I really don't know if we're ever going to get to see it. And that is so upsetting. Yeah. Um, and that's on my birthday too. Oh shoot! Yeah, well, happy early birthday! You got oh, thanks, two, man. Weeks, uh, two weeks away, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude, that was so. I, you know, I was gonna be in Orlando for that. Uh, you know, uh, when I was supposed to be at MegaCon, and I was already like, okay, well, I'm telling my wife, like, okay, we're gonna be in Orlando at our hotel, but I'm still gonna order this pay per view fight in our hotel, and mm-hmm. we'll watch it in our hotel on vacation. And she's like, well, we're on vacation. Why are you gonna? You always watch fights. Like, <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> the magnitude of this fight. Uh, yeah, but obviously yeah. now that's not going to happen. Uh, it might happen next year. It might happen next year. Um, it needs to happen. I mean, people want to see that fight happen. If if Dana White is smart enough, he should book this fight when 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 it could when there when everything slow down and stop this whole COVID nineteen be over with. You know, maybe wait till next year. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, they're they're supposed to continue the fight. <clears throat> It's just not that like the card itself is supposed to continue on. Mm-hmm. It's just not that fight because okay. Khabib is in Russia and can't leave Russia. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So now they're talking about having Tony fight somebody else, and that could just totally throw off the rankings because this was a title fight. Yeah. So if you know if Tony wins or Tony loses or you know if Tony loses, which I don't see happening, it could really throw off everything to where Tony could never make it back up to that spot to fight Khabib. Which is something I really worry about, just with the way that the matchmaking is goes down. Yeah. Um. You know, but I know this is a fight the fans want to see. Everybody's wanted to see this fight. It's been, you know. You think this they should cancel the the card itself? No, the they haven't com- canceled. Or they haven't canceled? You think they should? Uh, it's hard for me. Uh, obviously, it's very selfish of me to say no. I don't <laughs> want them to cancel it. But yeah. like when we were just talking about WrestleMania. The thought pops in my head, like, you know, what if, you know, that, that same thought crosses my mind, you know? And so, like, the, the, the fighter's safety is a main you know, concern. Yeah, It's selfish of me to not want the fight to not happen, you know, to say, oh, yeah, these guys have to fight. You know, that's what am I at risking, you know? But at the same time, if these grown men who do this for a living knowingly accept the risk because it's what they do and what they love who are we to tell them no that's true that's true yeah because i know wrestlemania they're doing it with no crowd uh yep. and they i think i believe their report they already did the taping so they're just gonna do editing and all that stuff they had to do or and they put it on the on the network on the WWE network which is the only on 999 stupid mind people <laughs> oh, wow. so, so yeah 999 i have the WWE network but they do sell the pay-per-view still. And from what I heard, for they could do it two days, tomorrow and Sunday. And I heard one of the pay-per-views is like $60. And for day one, day two, like $70, which I think is ridiculous. 
for a pay- yeah. you you freaking kidding me with no crowd by the way and you're charging that much of- I never thought that price never worth any events for pay-per-view events I don't care it's MMA wrestling whatever it shouldn't be worth that price so for anyone don't spend that freaking damn money like that if you want to see WrestleMania get the WWE Network which is cheaper by the way nine ninety nine. Just support the network. I ain't cry. I don't want to. Don't don't pay that much money. That's just ridiculous, man. Come on. I, I never, you can damn near go to WrestleMania for that price. Yeah, you know, you know. I'd rather spend money more money to go to WrestleMania in person. I know they're pretty expensive, but better than order a freaking damn paper feel. Jeez, right? It's ridiculous. You know, I, I gotta. I, I gotta say, I, I have humble brag. I I did make it to WrestleMania. 31. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, when, when Seth Rollins cashed in the belt uh, in Levi Stadium, and uh, who did he cash in? I guess Brock Lesnar? Yeah, Brock Lesnar. It was, it was Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns, and then and then Seth Rollins come in when they were both down and cash in that time, and then he pinned, yeah. he pinned Roman Reigns to win that his first WWE championship. I remember, I, I saw that, I saw that WrestleMania, and that, that was a I know people were going nuts when Seth Rollins, when Seth Rollins' game song hit, because you know what's going to happen with that money in the bank uh, briefcase. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was crazy. You know, that was one, like, my dad, you know, we, us now going to the UFC events, my dad always promised us, you know, if, if WrestleMania ever comes around, you know, because we, when we were growing up, he's like, WrestleMania ever comes around, I'll buy the tickets, we'll go. I'll buy the tickets, we'll go. So me and my brother, we're both, you know, this was four years ago, we're both adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad was like, "Hey guys, WrestleMania is coming. You you still want to go?" And we're like, "Hell yeah, we want to go! You know, it's <laughs> WrestleMania, man!" So like that was like you know when Ronda Rousey made her first uh, when she like put Stephanie McMahon in the arm bar and her and The Rock beat up Stephanie and McMahon and Triple H. Oh yeah, people went nuts yeah. for that, you know. And that's when the rumors started regarding Ronda Rousey interest doing professional wrestling at the beginning of that rumor. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then you know, is that the only wrestling you went to? Yeah, that's the only wrestling. That's like the last wrestling. Other than that, I haven't been to a wrestling event probably since like two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Okay, okay. And have you been to the when you went to that WrestleMania? Did you been to the what you call it wrestling? Uh, WrestleMania Access? No, I didn't. You know, because like we weren't too. We weren't really even watching wrestling i wasn't i think my brother was okay um but i wasn't like i honestly didn't know a lot of the people who are wrestling that day, that day okay. um i got into it more and more um it, it kind of helped me get back into it overall okay um but you know that the fan access is no i missed out on that mm, yeah because i i never went to wrestlemania i went to like a lot of um WWE live event house shows i think i think a bunch <laughs> <laughs> a bunch and they're cool and all you know and the only tv events i went to was when wcw was around back in i was gonna say 2000 when wcw okay. nitro, Monday nitro is the one with uh when goldberg takes his whistle at the desert and then bret hart uh flew over to help bury fish whistle instead he knocked Goldberg out with the shovel uh oh. so yeah i was there at that time and I was the only one, well, me and some dude behind me was the only one booing Goldberg. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Goldberg, if you're listening, no offense. <laughs> it wasn't personal. Yeah, not the personal, it's business. <laughs> Maybe. Let's <No, just> kidding. 
<laughs> Maybe. It wasn't. It was personal. Yeah. Who are we kidding? Yeah, who are we kidding? You're next, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Ah. And then I do what go over and do headbutt on the, on the door. No, I won't fucking do that. That was part of my language. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If I ever have on my podcast, and yeah, he's going to tell me off. I don't care. <laughs> hey, man, it's your podcast. Exactly. Exactly, man. Hey, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Goldberg is a cool person. And all. I mean, I, I give him respect. He do like a lot of donation charity for kids and stuff. He's mean to be loved to kids and stuff. You can tell you love the kids. You know, I mean, I will say, when you appear on Nitro in person, you, it was loud, huge pop. I mean, it was crazy, huge pop, you know, when I was there at Nitro. It was cool, you know. But I would, me and a dude were only one booing him, and then we were cheering him and Bret Hart knocked him out. <laughs> That's my experience, you know. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of live events, as I mentioned, WWE live house shows. Um, I don't, never got to see WWE TV events or pay-per-view events, including WrestleMania's in person. I've seen it on TV, on TV but that's it, you know. And it, But it's, live event house shows are pretty cool, you know. Um, Front row seat, whatever, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't gone to the WWE live events for two years, I think. Two years. For, for some reason, they don't come here last year. And so far, not this year yet. Uh, I don't know why they didn't come last year, but. All right. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, let's, let, let's give it a test real quick. Uh, test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. Say something. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hopefully, keep it that way. <laughs> I, shoot. I don't know. I don't know why Inker hates me. Uh, I mean, come on now, Inker. You're not doing me any favors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's like it's like putting you putting me uh, in a sharpshooter. <laughs> they have a, they have a bug. Every time you say Anchor, they shut it down. Yeah, apparently so. I guess you know. I need to contact them, try to contact them again, and because this 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 is happy way too often. But uh, we'll go ahead and try to wrap this up if we could, man. This would be like a Montreal Bret Hart screw job, oh, <laughs> <laughs> basically. But oh, anyways, man. I oh man, and you know, I ask you, you know, what's your dream fight or the fight may happen or may never happen? And you mentioned Nick Diaz versus Conor McGregor, correct? You know, we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. It. So uh, is there, let me go where you left off. Uh, yeah, so like, um, you know, just the fact that I, I don't really think that Connor was for sure the winner on that second fight. When I don't like to leave fight decisions to the judges. Um, and I just feel like a couple times, I really don't feel like Connor wholeheartedly won that decision. You know, he was running away from Nate. I can't give a fight to a guy who spends part of the fight with his back to the other, his opponent running away. That's that's not a winner of a fight to me. Um, so a third fight will definitely solidify anybody's doubts and who is the better man between the two of them. And I, I really want to see that. Those are, you know, number one and number two fights in all time in my book. So a third fight is definitely going to be right up there. It's one of the biggest money-making fights in the UFC ever. And a third mm-hmm. fight will blow the doors off of any records that they have. Yeah, and I remember the first two fights was a lot of big money. Um now, I, I did saw the first meeting. I didn't see the second meeting or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I know they draw, like, big money, and I'll I, I be all for the third, third meeting, part three, you could say, 
numero, Heck yeah. numero three, <laughs> like they always do with other fights. And now, is there another fight you want to see? I mean, dream fights that never may not happen. Um, well, with everything that's going on, I'm really afraid that we'll never get to see Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. You know, this is the fifth time that's been canceled. The mm -hmm. second time it's been canceled on April 1st. So it's like a, it's like a, the MMA gods are playing a really messed up April Fool's prank on us. And I don't know if we're ever going to get that fight. Yeah. I mean, April Fool's just two days ago. <laughs> right. And it's, it's just so... Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think, uh, you know, like you mentioned uh, earlier, those, those rank, the way they do rankings and stuff. Um, but if I was Dana White and, Whoever do the booking, the, mm -hmm. make sure fight, somehow to find that fight happen, get that fight happen. Maybe by the end of the year, or this year, or maybe next year, at some point next year. Maybe book on the June, July fights like they, because there are times, a lot of times they make big fights on June or July. Correct, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, maybe make it June, July of next year. Yeah, the international fight week is, I believe, the weekend after the Fourth of July. Probably. So that's always where the, the biggest fight of the year is. They usually aim for that weekend. So that's actually a great idea. Yeah, and maybe wait until next year. I don't know what this year. I don't know. And hopefully by th before this year, July, hopefully this whole see COVID-19 finish <laughs> before then. Right. I, we'll see what happened. Is there another part? Now, for me, I'm, I mentioned earlier, Innocent Sophia versus GSP, man. I want to see that so badly. I know they were teasing about it, but it never happened, and probably won't. Probably won't happen. I know Anderson Sylvia still fighting, not really retire, and GSP did retire. I mean, yeah. I would love to see it. It's you know, and I, I just want to see that fight so badly. It's, it's, and GSP is one of my my other favorite fighters. You know, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, that was uh, man. I would love to see that too. Anderson Silva was one of been always been one of my favorites, and GSP is just he's a class act champion. That's a true champion in my mind. And you know, I, there's talks that GSP was going to come back to fight Khabib, and I don't know if that'll happen. But if he's if he wants to come back for a big money fight, I think Anderson Silva and GSP would meeting up in the octagon would be a great matchup. Yeah. Well, if they want if they can't happen in the MMA, let's put it in the professional wrestling world. <laughs> yeah, they'll let anything happen. Yeah, they'll let anything. Well, I wouldn't say that because the whole game for Stone Cold didn't happen, so I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's just unfortunate, you know, and, you know, I can't remember what other fights I wanted to see that oh, Bones get Brock Lesnar. Remember that big tease? What happened? Um, mm -hmm. I love to see that one. I want to see how Jones do in the heavyweights, in the heavyweights against Brock Lesnar. You know, I want to see. Yeah. There, I know there may be people like, oh, this is gonna be a mismatch, which might be because you know Brock Lesnar is a heavyweight and he's a big built dude. You know. Oh yeah. And I, man, I, I would pay money to see that. What about you? Oh, for um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Bones versus Brock Lesnar. That's got to be one of the ones that's that's like a, almost like a storybook matchup. That's not even that's like oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think I'm trying to put into words on how just ridiculous that fight would be that you've got two of the greatest of all time to ever do it. Mm -hmm. And not even just like in their weight clashes of their time, like some of the when, the when you have a conversation of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. 
know, those are those are guys that are up there, both of those names. So when you put those two up against each other, it's going to be a clash of the titans. Yeah, definitely. And then the fight with Brock Lesnar against um, why his name escaped me now. It's one that Bones always kick his ass. Cormier, Cormier, Dorm- Daniel Cormier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brock Lesnar, and I know there were a stare down. I believe there was a stare. Then there were. A stare down between DC and Brock at one point, and I thought that might actually happen. That's when Brock Lesnar's contract was about to expire with the release, and rumors about him going back to UFC fight DC. And that's where Bone Steam pick up too. And I would like to see DC versus Brock Lesnar. They're basically both heavyweights, and they're both maybe even match. Maybe what do you think? Yeah, both um, both amazing. You know, not even just fighters but wrestlers you know they both have a, a wrestling background and i think that would be a you know collegiate wrestling background and that would be you know they, they've actually read an article this morning that was all about brock lesnar and mm-hmm. just different backstage stories uh, about him and one of them was about dan from daniel cormier and talking about how you know that there was a mutual respect amongst them but then once it was like okay they're gonna fight he's like holy shit i gotta fight this guy <laughs> And uh, uh, that that'd be an amazing fight, you know, because I've always thought Daniel Cormier was one of the better heavyweights, you know, especially today. Yeah, unless you fight Bones. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I would love to see them fight in the heavyweight division. You know, that is a, a advantage would go to Daniel Cormier. Uh, but I mean, John Bones has had his number the entire time, so it's gonna be that'd be a, that'd be a matchup too. I'd like to see too another dream matchup for MMA. And, yeah. you know, it was them two fighting for a third time at heavyweight. And, the, and the Bones in D.C., they really hate each other. I mean, they may have respect with each other, but they really hate each other from the interviews, the, the weigh-in, you know. And it's pretty entertaining. Get, into, get those two in the professional wrestling world? Oh, man, that will do money. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man, that will be... Imagine that, you know. And, you know, in D.C., uh, DC, you look like one of my old friends, so you know, he look like him, uh, <laughs> but you know, and he's, I think he's good. I think he's good. The one thing I and I saw this one time a few on Twitter, I think he was in a vet in school or training school, or whatever. And one fan wear a, a bones shirt, so he kicked him out of the building. Um, I don't know the whole story exactly, but that's that's why, I, from my understanding, when I watched that video, this is like a few years back. You you're seeing you see the see that video before? I, I believe it was posted on Twitter one time. Someone posted. It. No, I don't. I don't. That doesn't sound familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I saw. I only saw a little bit of it, and I don't know the whole story because you know how like sometimes people record videos, they don't record the whole entire story or anything like that. Sometimes, oh, yeah. a lot, a lot oh, yeah. of times, and I don't. But I do know this one thing where. Bone shirt or something. I don't know what he said to DC. Maybe he said something to DC, and DC said, you know, got kicked out of the building and mentioned about bones, where bone shirt, this or that, whatever. So I was like, okay, I don't know what if it's something. If you kick him out because he wear a bone shirt, that's a stupid reason. But if, there might be more to it, so you know, I'm gonna get fault for DC. But if that's the case, that's that's stupid, you know. But. Yeah, that's Im- that's immature. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. I know he has bitter rival. I'm mean, really bitter rival with Bones. <laughs> you know, and DC did have some close call beating Bones at one of those meetings. You know, but yeah. Anyways, but do you see Brock Lesnar ever return to MMA in the future? Um, 
No, no. With all of his health issues and everything, I don't, I, I don't believe he will fight in the UFC again. I think he's, he's happy with the WWE. I don't, I don't know how happy Brock Lesnar can be, but I think that's the best fit for him. You know, I was reading a lot about his journey from you know, when he first started in WWE when he left and he jumped to first he went to the NFL and tried to do, become a football player yeah. and then he jumped to the MMA world and then back to WWE. So I, I really mm-hmm. think that's where the best fit for Brock is. First off, happy and Brock Lesnar. I never see Brock Lesnar happy. Well, I take that back. I still see him smile on TV before here and there, but that's it. <laughs> you not seem yeah. the type of guy that he's happy. <laughs> But no. I know he because I watched his documentary when he first started doing pro wrestling wrestling and then make a documentary on and he did it made that when he was young he he loved to be a bully. Yeah. Okay. So he loved to bully people, yeah, and you know, whatever. And you know, he's married to Sable who was used to do wrestling once upon a time. You know, but whatever, but anyways, um when I know we talk about MMA, we talk about MCU comics. And all that whole nine yard, nine yards, <laughs> and everything, which is great enough. But I know you meant talk a little bit real quick about professional wrestling. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Stone Cold Steve Don't Austin, you. the Texas Rattlesnake, Austin three sixteen baby. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Stone Cold, one of the biggest draw, you know, professional wrestling history. I remember the Attitude Era. Man, people go nuts when he was. Comes to Stone Cold, you know, Stunner and everyone, Stunner fits with man. I got to see him wrestle in person. <laughs> <laughs> I get to see him wrestle in person before in the, on one of the live events. Man, people go nuts. Uh-huh. And when I forgot who he was wrestling against, I think it was when Rikishi was turned heel and he's the one drive over Stone Cold in that storyline. Like, it was me, Austin, all along, you know, something like that. And I believe that's when, remember that whole ROTC? Right for censor with Stephen Richard, Falfina, and all that. You still there? Uh oh. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. It's getting a little caught up again. I'm like, oh crap. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, remember the right with the censors attitude era? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I think it was a tag team match or something. I remember. I remember Austin coming in the live event, and people, of course. Pop, give him a huge pop, and we give like a middle finger and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, like now nowadays, you can't even do that because it's too PG, mm-hmm. and you know people. Oh man, those are the days, man. Stone Cold, one of one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Um, how old when you start watching wrestling? Ooh, so I would probably have, would have been like five. It was probably right around two thousand. 1999, 2000-ish, when I was watching it, like The Rock, Rikishi, Stone Cold. This was back when Undertaker was on, you know, he was the American badass riding his motorcycle under the ring. You know, Triple H was still, you know, the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically, like, late and Attitude Era at the time? Yeah, I'd say Attitude Era, 2002, 2003. Yeah, because I watched wrestling much longer than that. Oh, yeah. When I was four or five year old, when with the cartoon era, <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and Savage, the Ultimate Warrior, um, Sting with Flair. Woo! Something oh, there you go, Ric Flair, baby. Yeah, you know I'm I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched wrestling when I was long, when I was four or five year old, and I still do, still watch wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah, and, you know, and it's. It's good. I mean, I'm glad there's AEW more more companies, the better. 
That's yeah, it gives people more options. <clears throat> yeah, and exactly. Then, but <clears throat> oh man, yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't give uh, you know the one company the monopoly around everyone that you know, like UFC had or WWE had for a while. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I mean, WWE was bought bought out or run all business, whatever. It's not wasn't the same. It wasn't good for professional wrestling, and then and then things started to pick up a little bit more. Is I think think the wrestling industry is getting better, and I think MMA industry is getting a little better. With you know in the MMA world, you got USC, Bellator, and I know there's some other companies I can't remember the name of it. I know they're like more not much of a mainstream compared to Bellator and especially USC. Mm-hmm. While professional wrestling you got WWE now AEW you got. Sadly, you got still got Impact Wrestling still exists. <laughs> Does that still exist? Yeah, it's it's showing on Access TV every Tuesday, I think. Oh wow! Is there? Do yeah. they even have any big names? I haven't been watching it since they moved to that network. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, so I, yeah. I, I think that's my heard RVD was in it. Oh really? Yeah, Rob Van Dam, Sabu. They had some ECW guys showing up, but I don't know if they still do now. See, I like uh, ECW. I really liked ECW back in the day, like around when they mm-hmm. came back around like 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. The they had that one night stand stuff. Yep, that was awesome. Yeah. They had you know yeah. all you know Sabu, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, all those classics coming back. Yeah, Shane Douglas. Well, actually, Shane Douglas didn't show up on that stand, but Taz. Um, yeah, just incredible. Lance Storm, who who is always underrated in the ring. Um, uh-huh. can, I, can in the words of Lance Storm, can I be serious for a moment? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, and I, I I don't know what the other names. I need to watch. I need to start doing our Impact Wrestling because Impact Wrestling moved to Access TV, the same network that used to show New Japan Pro Wrestling, but their contract was expired with New Japan Wrestling, and they couldn't come to terms for. But there were strange reasons. I think there were rumors or reports about it. I didn't even bother to fall for it. And now Lucha Paper Wrestling don't have no TV network in the United States. They're looking for one, though. So, you know, I was kind of mad about it. Because Lucha Paper Pro Wrestling is pretty good. I don't know. You watch, do you watch Lucha Paper Pro Wrestling? I haven't. I remember, like, when the Bullet Club was back in, before they came to NXT mm-hmm. and all that, when they were there. But as back since then, I haven't, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I watch a lot of New Japan. I have a bunch on my DVR. I haven't watched yet for the past last year, actually, when it was on Axe TV. So I need to catch up. And they're not, they're trying to get their market in the US too, you know. And that's why they were with Axis TV for a few years now, but not anymore. And I was so mad. And then I mentioned other promotion, Axis, uh, Impact Wrestling, Wing of Honor show on Saturday or Sunday, but. Do we actually count them? <laughs> I I had never even back when I was really really into it. I never sat down to watch like Ring of Honor. Hang on, uh, yeah. I mean, they were famous with bringing those guys like CM Punk, Samoa Joe, even AJ Styles for for a little bit. Uh, Austin Aries, and I can't remember who else. And I know Bully Ray or Bubba Ray Dilly is in Ring of Honor. Yeah, isn't he like the chairman or whatever? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's the chairman, security, some something like that. I think he played as Bully Way, the same he used for when he was in TNA or Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it, that company now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting used to saying TNA. So I've always, yeah, I've always said TNA. Yeah, TNA. You know, that's just 
I remember uh, when they were fighting in a what was it? They fought in a hexagon, didn't they? Or <laughs> they made an octagon ring? No, like a six sided ring. Yeah, yeah that was to, so dumb. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. They're back to the, the traditional traditional ring. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, there's some people who want the six sided ring because it's different than any other professional wrestling product. I get that part. You know, you want to be different than other, but. I think it's better to stick with traditional ring for professional wrestling matter. <laughs> yeah, because then, like, if you know, if you go somewhere else, then you're not, you know, that's it's just different. Yeah, it, exactly. You know, but anyways, it's great talking to you. Um, we talk a bunch of bunch of bunch of stuff, uh, and we go longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> I mean, a good one. Yeah, it, it is. It's good. You know, we talk MMA. This actually ever since I started my podcast last year, this is my first time talking about MMA. There you go. <laughs> and I always, I always say I need to get a guest to talk about MMA, MMA one of these days. And I keep saying that to myself. And I never did. I know I had this one person who is an MMA fan, but we never talk about MMA. We talk about professional wrestling. And I'm like, nah, maybe next time I talk about MMA. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get talk to about MMA this year when. The, you know, sometime this year when the New Year came, uh-huh. and finally got one. <laughs> there you go, man. I'm glad I can help. Yeah, and it, it, it's great talking about you know MMA, um, professional wrestling, MCU, and comics. Heck yeah. Too. So, and you know, and you're welcome to come back talk about maybe next time maybe DC or anything like that if you're up to it. Heck yeah. Do you watch any any anime or read any manga by any chance? No, I didn't get. I never watched MMA. I can't even get into. I, oh, you know what? The only one I watched so far right now, which is I think it's a pretty cool series. It's on Netflix original. I think what you call it, Love Death Robot or something like that. Okay, okay. I have, I have, I haven't watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm. I don't remember which episode. I'm, I was just finished watching it just to the or. Yeah, just today, before, like, a few hours before I start the podcast. And one episode, something about Lucky Dirt King. I can't remember what it's about right now, top of my head. It's one of those short 20 minutes, 15 minutes, one day, and that one's okay. Uh, I mean, but I haven't watched other anime, like, the most famous one. Shame on me, I know. Dragon yeah. Ball. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I was just going to say, you know, that's, all, that's something else I, you know, could always come back and talk about but yeah man we could always come back and do some wwe some you know i need to get into aew i haven't i haven't watched any of that so yeah i'd love to come back oh you, you need to check it out aew it's pretty good product um matt hardy's back is in AEW, aew now i saw that you know because i'm a big chris jericho fan I've, i'm a big oh yeah okay so i've i follow him on social media and i'll be seeing some of the stuff that he posts and so i know him and him and matt hardy are you know having their rivalry right now and I see yeah, when he, Matt Hardy came and made that entrance in that the empty arena, and Jericho, yeah. you know, that was that was cool. That was cool. I wish there were a crowd because the crowd would be huge pop for oh Broken my Matt God, Hardy. They would. I was sitting on my phone watching it like, oh yeah, and like like I said, I don't even watch <laughs> AEW, so I can only imagine. Yeah, man. I, I mean, that's one of those things. I remember I saw someone post it on the message board, a professional wrestling message board, say it's official. Have a wrestling show with no crowd is stupid, and he's right because you know, with no reaction, it's not really a bunch of. Sh- I mean, I give rest out props to wrestling companies to want to keep continue to do show keep people off their mind because with this whole stay at home order where we're going to right now, mm-hmm. this stuff. But I can, but I get it what the person say why it's stupid with no crowd because 
with no crowd, with you want that reaction, man. It will be if if it with the reaction with Broken Matt Hart debut AEW or even tomorrow WrestleMania with Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar, if that's the case, by the way, you know. I it's hope so. No, yeah, you know, it's just no reaction. Period. You know, it's in broken now. I thought the Broken Matt Hart gimmick is just cheesy, but I give him credit for his creativity. Now, is that is that why he's got like the streak in his hair? Yes. Um, do you see his Broken Matt Hardy gimmick in T- when he was in TNA? No. No, yeah, that's when it started. That's when he started when he was in TNA, him and Chef Hardy, his brother Chef. Yeah. He was starting that broken gimmick, and then he has this whole fuse skit of him. His wife was in it. His daughter was in it. Oh, what? And then, yeah, he's innocent, and I don't know, some old guy, you know, his name is, whatever. I think that's his maybe father in law. They play, they play with this role in his character with Broken Matt Hardy. You, you, I'm sure you hear him talk in the segment with Chris Trevo and David. Maybe that's the way Broken Matt Hardy talk in terms of that character. And Jeff Hardy, when he was feeling with Jeff Hardy, then he got Jeff Hardy become broken too, as, as in Brother Neo or something like that. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those supernatural type of game, you said, to give the Undertaker, but more. Okay. More, more supernatural. You know, I mean, you got you saw him teleport for crying out loud. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was teleporting. I think it was in his debut or second appearance. Where did he teleport? And he got this drone. Yeah, and they named that drone uh, Vanguard. That's the name of that drone. Even drones have a character now for crying out loud. <laughs> it's it's silly, uh, but I give Matt credit because I know he wants to do that in WWE, but WWE won't. Let him do that. It has that full control. They have a different, I guess, different direction with that character or different ideas or whatever. I guess that's the reason why he left WWE in the first place. Oh, really? I. That's my thing. My guess. Uh, don't hold my word to it, but yeah, Broken Matt Hardy. It's not new, but because he did it before in TNA. Okay. So, yeah, so it's one of those supernatural things. But one of these days. I'm sure it's on YouTube, maybe, with this spoken gimmick uh, on YouTube, or you can check it out with his promo skate. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. Then we have his wife play a piano or something like that. <laughs> huh. but, yeah, so yeah, I'll definitely totally check that. it out. Like, I, I remember one day, it was like a, one of the house shows, I actually got to meet Jeff Hardy, uh, just like took a picture with him through the gate, uh, like mm-hmm. where the, the superstars were going through. And then, like, hella random. John Cena follows me on Twitter. I don't know how that happened, but. Wow. Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> I mean, I got John Cena to look at me for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I was on front row seat, and he was, it was on the live event. And he, I did shake, he did shake my hand, shake other people's hand, and some girl tripled my back. Oh, man. <laughs> just, to go, want to hug, just want to hug John Cena. I said, can I give you a hug? And he said, of course. She went, I mean, she got it. But, man, jumping over my back. Man, don't jump on my back. Well, I mean, a little much. Yeah, a little bit much. <laughs> but but you know, I said, hey, John, where's my hug? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will only ask for divas. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And and then this this guy next to me, um, he, Johnson gave him his, uh, what's 
running his wristband to that guy right next to me. And I got, I got my phone. I was not going to ask Chauncey to take a picture with me. I got my phone just in case someone called me or whatever. Because you know how in wrestling live events is pretty loud. Uh-huh. And, you know, just in case maybe emergency, I had to be prepared. And San Cena was looking at me for a little bit. Maybe he think that I was going to take a picture with him or something. He was looking at me for a little bit. That's it. That's but, cool. Yeah. I was going to talk trash to him about when, I think it was when he was scheduled to wrestle the rock a few months later at WrestleMania. And I said, the rock's going to kick your ass. Or maybe talk trash about <laughs> his football team. He's a New England Patriots fan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mentioned about you're a Raiders fan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a 49ers fan, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. My, my my wife's a 49ers fan, so I'm I'm not prejudiced. I don't hold any any bias. Oh, okay. Because you know, 49ers Raiders rivalry type of thing, you know. Oh yeah, my <laughs> best my best friends are all you know. I got a lot of Niners fans, so I hear it a lot. Oh yeah, I have a friend. He's a Raiders fan too, and and yeah, after the 49ers lost the Super Bowl, I had to hear all that crap all year. <laughs> Uh, see, I had to hear the opposite. I heard a bunch of crap about the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, at least the was out. Shoot. <laughs> hey, what do you think about the way it's moved to the Las Vegas? I'm sad. I'm sad, sad. yeah. But I it gives me a reason to go to Vegas. I've never been. Oh, you've never been to Las Vegas? No, no, never. Oh, never. Oh, really? I, I went there twice. One when I was 18, I sneaked gambling. <laughs> there you go. My mom, my mom met me, so she gave me just one, one of the money, just a little bit, just play one slot machine. And I was eating my holidays field. That's like a long time ago. I didn't win nothing though. <laughs> and then the second time, I come back when I was twenty-one, when I was legal. There you go. <laughs> and so you know, it it was cool. You know, it's good. It it will get hot over the summer. Just so you ever go to Las Vegas, it will get in the summer. It will get hot. Just oh yeah. So I never get just to go to other shows. But but if you have an opportunity to go to check out the shows, go for it. I mean, I heard they're really good. Those whatever shows they have over there, um, I think I only went to one. Maybe it's one that outdoor outside with the pirates or something like that. Which it which I think it was cool. I don't think they don't do that anymore. So right. you know, shoot. Well, yeah. All right, man. Well, th- hey, thank you again for having me on here. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Yeah, me too. And you know, and you're welcome to come back. Um, we will talk about. Maybe wrestling, the Raiders, or anything like that. I'll let you know. We'll schedule whatever. Maybe maybe in the summertime, June or July, maybe. Yeah, man. And, you know, shoot me uh, shoot me a message like you did before, and we'll like you know, I, it was perfect. You gave me plenty of time to plan it ahead, and you know, penciled yeah. you in, and had no issues. I even you know had a babysitter all planned out. Got my my parents picked up my kids, so they're gone for the night, and I'm gonna go have a watch a movie with my wife. All right, cool. Yeah, cool, and. Now I'm gonna go ahead and plug in Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, PDH10. Uh again, my Twitter handle is PDH10. Let's talk podcast has a Facebook page. Give it a like and follow. Uh I post new episodes. I post I will announce new guests or stuff like that. Good stuff. Let's talk podcast is available nine different platforms. You can listen to all the episodes, including this episode from nine different platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, Breaker, uh, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. I think I might repeat myself. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> cover it all. Yeah, cover it all. You know, I'm, I, I've been remembering my, I've been memorized nine different platforms for the past couple months. And now I can't remember anymore. <laughs> hey, it's better than I could have done. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, nine platforms, it's a lot to memorize. And I don't write down because my shows are not script, so I can say, we can say whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, beat that, sponsors. And no, I don't have no sponsors. <laughs> I don't have no sponsors, so uh, <laughs> I can do whatever I want. There you go. One day. But, yeah, I'm like CM Punk. <laughs> Voice <laughs> of the voiceless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, is there anything you want to plug, podcast or anything like that? Uh, if you just want to go follow the uh, the Twitter page for the podcast, it's at NerdGround. Um, you know, come check it out. We have uh, another page we're starting up. It's for MMA. It's called the Blue Corner Podcast. Um, me and my buddy Mark are starting that. And then uh, pretty soon, I know uh, you, you don't watch much anime, but I will be starting a YouTube channel about anime manga reviews. Going to be doing that weekly and just kind of start cranking some all sorts of stuff out here shortly. Yeah, my sister. I think she still watched anime. I'm not sure though. I know she was with Dragon Ball. She had the book of the we can buy the Barnes and Noble the series. She got that, and I think she followed Matt. What's it called, Manuel? Uh, my hero. No, uh, the one you mentioned about the new anime. Matt starts with the M. Oh, manga. Manga. Yeah, I think she. I'm not sure though. Uh, I know she still does watch anime, but I know she does more probably more than I do. Uh uh-huh. uh so yeah um but anyways uh next sunday night on let's the podcast richard waters will return to the podcast which we'll talk about professional wrestling and we'll talk about the result of wrestlemania dr6 from for this weekend which is starting saturday and sunday it finishes off sunday so we're gonna talk about give our thoughts what's going on in wrestlemania dr6 as well so stay tuned for next sunday night on let's talk podcast so it's great talking to you. We talk a lot of great stuff. And everyone, I know this tough time we deal with, and I, I mentioned this last week, and I'll send a message again. We will get through this. This whole COVID-19 will be over with. I just don't know when, but it will be over with. I'm hoping soon. Uh, I hope soon before my beard turned white. <laughs> uh, you know, this whole social distance is starting to drive me a little bit nuts. I'm about to start doing those dance on TikToks. <laughs> and I can't dance. I don't know how I dance. Well, I did some videos on TikTok. I, I was doing my own scene, so I'll say something about COVID-19 sucks, doing everything, something a bear or something like that. But <laughs> hey, those important. are the best kind of TikTok videos. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and there are some funny ones, you know, but yeah. So, ser- in all seriousness, this is to the experts. This is to the CDC expert. This is to those doctors, scientists. This is to those politicians. You know, I think they're a bunch of crap. <laughs> do the social distance. The more you do the stay-at-home order, the, the sooner that will be over with. Think about it for a second. Yes. Think about it, You know, it's... I think people... I didn't even hear the news. People, like, especially in Florida, people go to freaking beaches for crying out loud. Come on now. And this whole virus thing... Yeah, it is. It, it's getting harder, and people are dying now. We even seen a baby die with the virus just the other day. It's terrible. Just, it's just terrible. People and people who buy so much toilet paper, stop! Come on now. You're the worst kind of people. They are selfish, selfish <laughs> people, man. I I believe you. I mean, if people don't buy so much stock, especially toilet paper, it won't be too bad. I get it that people are worried. I get it that people are concerned. And this fire is new for everyone, me, you, or anyone else. I get that. But 
Come on now. you That's overreacting. That's being selfish, buying so much stuff. I mean, I, I, I've been hearing, I haven't been gone to Walmart or anything like that for ever since this started. Oh, it's and bad. It's bad. I heard it's bad. I heard, you know, a bunch of stuff, empty meats. I, I, my mom just talked to her friend just last week that went to Walmart and looked for milk and eggs. Out. Just yep. out. It's just crazy. You know, I have to go to the store to the store. And she even said, her friend said that it's scary out there. And my friend, I just talked to my friend just uh, two days ago. He went to Walmart and it's pretty scary over there. Over there. And he said, and one thing he said, which cracked me up, good thing they have soda. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> and, right. I, and I'm a soda holic. So I admit that. I'm soda. <laughs> I need my caffeine. So, you know, but he got his soda. But it's, it's crazy out there, but I know we will get to this. I hope it's over sooner than later. I know there were expert people saying that in the next two weeks things could get worse. Then you know the same things could get worse before it gets better. Well, we hope not, but if it gets worse, let's be prepared. Let's do say if you have to go somewhere to get food, I can understand that. Okay, do it, but don't go over there. Go to people's house. Go freaking party. Come on now and fight 10, 20 people. I just read on the news in El Paso, Texas, a freaking judge throw a party. A judge, and him and his son. You believe that bullshit? And they do that stay-at-home order. And they get away with it, by the way. They should be locked up. Yep, they should be locked up. I bet people like me, you, or some average people, average person, they will be locked up. 100%. That's a double standard right there. Come on, people. Please. I know this is 35 minutes now in this episode, in this segment. And I, I have a lot of things to say about this this whole COVID-19 situation. I'm not liking what I'm hearing. Especially this whole people overreacting or being selfish showed their true color. Come on now, man. I know not everyone's like that. Not, and not everyone, not me, not you, not my mom, not your mom. You, not, you know, come on. We need to get through this together. We need to do this social distance. Is there anything you want to say about to, message to those people? Yeah, man. It's just you know, it, it it's all about mindset. It, you know, it, the situation's what you make it. You can panic and freak out, or you can just understand that no amount of panic and you know worry is going to change what's going on outside. Uh, the only way to get through this is, like you said, just together. Get inside. You know, bunker down with your family. Uh, and just understand that we will get through this and it will be done before you know it. And it's going to suck, but it's the uh, possible outcome could be a lot worse. So we, we got this. We got this. It's been two weeks now and uh, hopefully it won't be much longer. Yeah. But he said, well said, you know, and, you know, I get I, I'm not going to lie. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm concerned. After what my mom been through the past two years in the hospital. Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm worried. I mean, even not, even then, I'm very concerned because, you know, this virus takes people's life out. We are, look at what happened in New York right now. They're a big mess right now. They're, they're more infected than in the United States right now, New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have any friends living in New York, not that I'm aware of. I might, I don't know for sure, but, you know, it's it's affecting lives. You know, this is this is a serious situation. This is not a joke. This no. is not true. I know some people don't take this seriously. Everywhere, every state, some there are a lot of people who don't take it seriously. And even especially these young, this is part of my, part of me saying this. Even especially college punks, 
<laughs> those yeah. breakers from not that long ago. Oh, you know, we're, we just want to party, this and that. I get it, you want to have fun. I get it because you know, college stressful. I've been through, I've been through that before. But let's get real. This whole fire scene is deadly. This is new. We have no vaccine for it right now. I hope a miracle we get vaccine sooner than later. Not six months. People don't have six months. Not eighteen months. Not one year. I hope soon, sooner than later. Later, one way or another, rather this. This cold for nineteen is finished by next week. Next month, I wish it'll be next week, but <laughs> you get the point. Shoot, man. I mean, it wounds. It's ruining everything now. I mean, we got movies. We got movies pushed back already. Bunch of movies. Yeah. I mean, which is ridiculous. I mean, I never see this in my lifetime. See a bunch of movies pushed back. Have you? No, no. There's nothing ever been like this. This is crazy. This, this is like watching a movie, basically, and this this has become a nightmare. A true story nightmare. And, you know, I, I do make jokes here and there. Like, like oh, I got my... I, I mean, I just choked not too long on this podcast. I got my machete waiting for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I got my samurai sword, too, ready, Just in case. So, you know, but... Stay home. If you have to go out, go out. I don't, the only place I go out is go to my mom's house. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's no. you know you gotta make sure she's okay. Yeah, exactly. Her and her man, and I go there. I go eat, and then stay for a little bit and go home. That's it. I don't go anywhere else ever since. Ever since this whole started, the last time I went out was in February when I went to see Birds of the Prey movie. That's it. <laughs> now I just pay my bills online. That's it. Not that. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, that's the way you do it. But anyways, stay safe, everyone. Please do this social distance. Stay home. You saw this commercial nowadays. Stay at home. Stay at home, please. I believe there's a video. I know you've seen this video. Samuel Jackson made this video about telling a bedtime story about stay the fuck home or stay at home. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, oh, I gotta so, check it out. Yeah, I, I need to find it. And I, if I find it, I'll show you the link to it. It's it's funny. It's really funny. It, and he's, he's right, you know. You need to stay home. This is Any people who have the fires that we covered, like Tom Hanks, for example, tell you to stay home. You stay home. I'm not taking any chances. If I had to go out, I do have to go out there. There's, you know, we're going to get in food or whatever. Just, and I, I want to say thank you to the Stendhal Service. Lastly, before I close this, I want to thank to the Central Service Hospital, especially the hospitals that are going to, especially the one in yes. New York, New Jersey. I don't live in New York, New Jersey. I live in New Mexico. And it's in here, too. The doctors they have to go through this, you know, the doctors, the nurses, you know, going through this this whole virus things are crazy. You know, well, all these patients are getting sicker in this whole virus, you know, there's no vaccine or anything. I want to think we need to continue this hard. I know you're getting tired. I understand that getting tired, but you get through this. You, you get through this. I know you try to beat this and beat this fire. We will overcome that. We it will be overcome, but it's gonna take a lot of work. To overcome this, people need to you know watch each other back. Even the strangers that you don't know. I want to think for this essential service, the, the doctors, the nurses, the hospitals, fire department, the police department. I have a friend who works at the power plant at the university. Uh, they had to work. Now, I want to think for the calling center. No, actually, no, I don't want to think the calling center because there's no reason it should be open. <laughs> 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 Let's get real boy there. Come on. Concert is not essential service, isn't it? I mean, come on now. No, no, you can answer the phone at home. Yeah, they just need to 
close it. I'm I'm surprised they're open right now. I'm surprised. Well, not maybe not now, but I'm surprised they're open this time with this whole staying home order. But anyways, I I truly want to think that actual essential service. So we will get through this. That's all right. Yeah. So is there last thing you want to say before I actually end this? (laughs) I keep saying it. No, thank you. Just thank you for having me, Phil. You know, just reach out to me again whenever you want to do this next time. Yeah, definitely. I will. I will let you know. I'll try to find the link of the Samuel Jackson if if, if yes. you find it, you find it before me. But I'll try to look for it and I'll send it to you. Pretty funny. Sounds so, great, man. It was so great anyway, talking to you. you have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. And good night, everyone. And peace.